0: Dude, we finally, finally got to an episode we actually enjoy. Can you believe it? Great series, though. <laughs> yeah. Number six. I, I think everybody's, like, already figured that you lie a lot, Tony. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it this time, though. I, like, you know what? Uh, are, we, are we talking about the fact that we, we watched all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It ended up great. It was worth it. Was it worth it? Did, I mean, we've waited so long five episodes in we get to episode six and we're kind of like oh my god this is it's lord of the rings yeah
1: like i i don't when we f- actually finished watching it you were sort of like i don't know if it was worth it i think like having a day to reflect on it i think it was like because there's there's so many shows that don't have the highs that this one had and they don't have the lows either but <laughs> you know <laughs> you average it out it's pretty good overall i liked it it was good but no, oh, but
0: man, you're, you you are capping, man. You but let's just talk
1: capping. about the fact that okay, uh, episode six. I like like this was a good episode. Let's
0: just start mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good episode, and I actually can't wait to get into it. It's like the first time I've actually felt excited about talking about the series. I don't know how you feel about this, Arby. Like we, this is the first time you jumped on the podcast. Um, I have no idea. We haven't even spoken about like what your thoughts are on Rings of Power, which is a great way to bring any guest onto the podcast. So a warm welcome to Arby, Arby Pie. It, do you want me to call you Arby Pie or just Arby? Yeah,
2: that's fine. Whatever's easier for you. Okay.
0: Arby. Welcome, man. Um, no, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's good to have you on the show. Um, what <laughs> I guess I should just start with that is. What is your impression of the entire show? Like, forget about episode six for a second. The entire show. Just give us like a brief impression on what you think of the show.
2: Okay, mine might sound kind of harsh, but the one word I'd choose is abomination. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. So you're kind of similar to me and Tony. No, straight after I gushed about it, man. You sounded like. But you sounded like you liked it a lot more than I. Yeah, I gushed. you were kind of singing its praises (laughs) a lot more than I would. Are you talking about like, even including episode eight? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, you're talking about the entire <laughs> series? You think it's a oh, bit of a... The entire series. Because oh. I'm just thinking about how it kind of really butchered the lore... And just inserted characters which went there, which changed the back. Okay. Of the I, I like yeah. this. He, I'm not a fan of
1: what they've done. So, Arby, you're going to give us that that uh, authenticity that I think this podcast needs because, like, we've been <laughs> watching this show. Like, who's this person? I don't know. I mean, that's cool
0: though. They're, they're, they're cutting stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, dude, how rude! Speak for yourself. I'm an expert on this stuff. <laughs> uh, definitely, <laughs> me, they're definitely me.
1: That definitely me
0: no no he's right we're actually both noobs i'm probably more noob at the tolkien law stuff more so so um it sounds like you're a tolkien nerd would you call yourself a tolkien nerd Uh,
2: i wouldn't say that i have read the silmarillion and most of the tolkien books a long time ago but i'm not a scholar by any means
0: i've heard of the silmarillion
2: yeah, it's it's good. They kind of borrowed a lot of the the stories and the archetypes in there and just pasted it. Oh, so there's the, a
0: lot of characters from the really and that's in the series.
2: Not exactly. They kind of copied some of the stories and put new characters in there. Oh, I I
0: know that Halbrand is a is a made up character, right? He's not in the book.
2: Yeah. Well, are we going into spoilers? Oh. Or? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think everybody
0: knows that we're doing spoilers all the time. We don't even do okay, warnings. So <laughs> should we do like a spoiler?
2: Oh, well, he was rumored to be Sauron from the start, right? Right. Was he? Was he? Yeah. yeah. Well, in the circles, which I listened to. So right. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Man, that came uh, I, out. I, I didn't know that. Left field for me. So I was
2: supposed to
0: save that for episode eight, man. Yeah, that's why I was asking about the spoiler thing, it's we cool. can cut it out. It's true, it's we true. Can cut it out. No, 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 we don't, we don't need to cut it out. Um, everybody knows that we we don't really actually warn anybody about spoilers, we kind of just get into it. We should just do it a
1: 6, 7,
0: 8 jumbo episode then. Ah, uh, I don't know.
3: Uh, shall we, maybe? Because if
1: you watch an episode 6 review and you get an 8 spoiler, I feel like people will be mad about that, but if you do a giant episode, I don't know, Arby, you know what you're doing, what do you think is better in this case?
2: well it depends what time permits for all of us as well
0: this is true it seems like time is not entirely on our side tonight so maybe we just smash all six seven eight in one episode and by the way how brand is sold on (laughs) But I was actually like, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it because I do want us to get to that point where we talk about episode eight, but man, like both me and Tony were just completely shocked because we're noobs, right? We we don't know anything about the Tolkien universe and obviously like it's a brand new character, made up character for the show. However, like I just didn't, I just didn't think that he was going to be Sauron and I think a part of it is just because I personally felt checked out through the entire series And I wasn't really paying close attention. If I didn't check out early enough, I think I might have picked up the obvious, you know, hints or whatever that he is actually Sauron. Did you pick up that he was Sauron, Abi?
2: Well, he he hinted along, like, throughout the series that he wanted to forge things, right? Yeah, he he talks about being a blacksmith, right? Yeah. And he talks about, like, appearances are deceiving and he's kind of coy the whole time. He knows a lot of things that he shouldn't. Mm. like just to like
1: get into that I guess, like why does he want to just hang out in Numenor then? Like it just seems weird for a Dark Lord to just want to chill and make swords. That part threw me. Well
2: Well apparently he wanted to leave that life behind and Galadriel kinda of dragged him back there. Oh that's way
0: yeah, cooler. He, yeah, he was there previously, right? He was working as a blacksmith in
2: Numenor, wasn't he? No, no, he wasn't, I don't think. Oh, he was working as blacksmith. Numenor was to him, oh, right, okay. but he wanted to stay there and leave the... He made, like, Middle-earth One sword in
1: Numenor, and, like, that old dude was like, man, you're pretty good at making swords, and he's like... I mean, there was no dialogue, but he was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fishy. <laughs> I didn't catch that at all, man. Like, it was cool.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, episode 6, it's called Udun... How do you pronounce it, Mr. Expert Tolkien? How do you pronounce this word, Udun? So, Is it Udun? Or? Yeah, I, think you, I
2: think you got it. All right,
0: Udun. Yeah. It's called Udun. It's directed by first-time director of the series, Charlotte Brandstrom. I think that's how you say her name. It looks like she's from Scandinavia or somewhere. Um, the writers are the same writers of the entire show. John D. Payne, Patrick McKay, with a runtime of one hour and nine minutes sometimes these one hour run times just go way too long man like they feel like two hours they feel like three hours some of them
1: this Mm. show has like a time traveling thing like sometimes an hour feels like an hour sometimes it feels like three like this one felt like an hour i felt like
0: because it was uh straight to the point i think they didn't really waste any time at all um and all of it was kind of engulfed by the battle sequence yeah Mm. um still hitting at 78 percent on rotten tomatoes um, the, so is that critics or audience? That's uh, critics. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> What's the there, there isn't Well, there isn't an overall audience score yet for the entire series. <clears throat> okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. There is, which is 38%. Yeah, there we go. But this particular episode is 78%, which is only a critic score on the episode itself. Um, they're not releasing the audience scores on each episode for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because it's um, low. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to hide information. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so this episode is really just about Adar and his army. They march into Ostirith, and they battle. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> All right. First impressions of the episode. Uh, I want to start with you, Tony. What were your key highlights? What were some lowlights? And were there any standout performances?
1: oof okay i'm always gonna like go long on the first two go short on the bottom two um like okay yeah i like the episode man like I, i'm pretty positive like so i think the first five we were always like sort of trying to find things we like throughout this show you know we're just sort of oh hey doon and and, and Elrond, they're funny that's cool let's enjoy that and it was kind of cool um it's kind of funny in the sense that this episode was the first one that I really just liked end to end and it makes me feel like an idiot cuz it's just a whole lot of action happening like there's no there's no dialogue there's no nothing deep really it's just all that kind of stuff but I felt like um it had a cool sort of like you know tactical element to it like you sort of saw that Alondear was really strategic he had a really cool plan and then you see that Adar has a really cool plan to beat that plan and then he has an even cooler plan and then, like, just everyone outsmarting each other, so it wasn't, like, the dumbest battle sequence ever. It felt kind of, um...
0: Have you seen the movie 13 Assassins? Japanese or movie? The... I've seen the cover. Does, does that count?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the entire, <laughs> the entire premise of it is, like, this very, very undersized army trying to take on a much, much bigger army. Different ending. But, um, it's just cool. All the little, like, sort of schemes and stuff they have,
0: which I enjoy. Mm. So, Highlights. Is that is that the Keanu Reeves one? No, it's not. What, what's no. the Keanu Reeves one that I'm thinking about? 47, ah. 47. I haven't seen that. Is that good?
1: No, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lowlights for me, I don't think I had that many. Like I enjoyed the episode. It's just a lot of fighting. Um, it was to the point, I thought the ending was really cool. Like the whole mountain blowing up. So yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of
0: negatives. Performances. Hmm. Yeah, it was fine. You know. <laughs> yeah all the same yeah uh all right abby i have quite the opposite opinion i mean it sounds like you have
2: like the same opinion for every episode but go ahead tell us yeah basically (laughs) it just for me the battle seemed very contrived with like the way they tried to set up the traps um like the tower was brought down by shooting one little rope like it just seems a bit too convenient there was just a lot of deus ex machina's everywhere. Mm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's, it's
0: funny because I was looking at the battle before we recorded today. I was looking at the battle again. I was like, "Okay, I guess it's not as enjoyable as we first watched it." You didn't but I have like a second the time round. Well, no, no, I I still like it, but I don't think it had the same impact that it did when we first watched it. And this is I think the reason for that is because We've just been so disappointed by the whole series that we were just waiting for a battle sequence. And by the time the battle sequence came in, we're like, Oh my gosh, a battle sequence. And, and I feel like we were kind of way more excited than we needed to be. Maybe. So the thing, <laughs> that, you know what I mean? <laughs> the
1: thing I liked about this was one, it was a battle sequence that was cool. But two, it was, uh, people outsmarting each other like intelligently. This show mm. so far has been a lot of like dumb mistakes causing problems. Like <laughs> someone just does something stupid and then like, you're oh, just no, half aren't you? Oh, but everyone, like everyone's just like <laughs> making dumb mistakes all the time. And this yeah. was the first time where someone like Aaron D had a pretty good plan and he got beaten by another pretty good plan. And I just kind of like that it's on purpose, I guess. Hmm. Like, you know, when like the kids running from the orc, it's always like he's hiding in a well. That's pretty dumb. Or he stabbed himself with the sword for some
0: reason. I don't know. It's just, it's just a whole lot of dumb stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I enjoyed it for sure. Was there anything else? Uh, any low lights? I mean, I guess it's, it's like all low lights for you, eh, uh, Arby?
2: Yeah, basically. Give us Is one highlight. A...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surely you can dig deep. Is there one highlight? Like the costumes,
2: maybe? Like, yeah, you impressed by the costumes and the set design at least? Not some of the set designs and some of like the grand sprawling like landscapes. Mm. They didn't make that look really good, but. A lot of the costumes also look very cheap and not worn in at all. Dude. They look like just costumes from a Halloween store. Or something. I was
0: actually saying this to Tony that I think the worst costumes in the entire series is the half-foots. The half-foots look like they're actually going to Comic-Con. But instead cosplay cosplayers, cosplayers? Is that what you call them? Cosplayers? If you're a person that does yep. cosplay. Yeah. Cosplayers look way better than the half foot. You know what I mean, like that's how terrible they look. their wigs look awful. it looks just kind of like something they got from like you said a Halloween store um not believe what, and I don't believe this kind of little commune that they got going on it seems a little bit um like a communist village or something
2: <laughs> they they seem very very um life loathing they didn't really seem to care about leaving like members of the tribe behind i i complain about
1: that all the time they they are awful awful people i think they're worse than the orcs
0: But mm. like, the orcs wouldn't do that to each other <laughs> it's crazy yeah the the yeah. orcs at least have loyalty to each other at least from what we've seen demonstrated by adar and you know his what, what does he call them his kids or something yeah his, his children. kids he's so kind to
2: them mm. he's kind to them I wish I you could can
0: be kind th- to evil people.
2: <laughs> you, can, you can tell the show's trying to like interject a lot of like, modern-day, real-world politics into the show mm. with how they're shaping all the characters. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. Um, well, as far as my key highlights go, I really enjoyed the battle sequence, but apparently the same time I watched it, I kind of realized, oh, maybe I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, or I just kind of... Overstate my opinion or something like that about the battle sequence i I, I did like I like the energy, I love what people were bringing like there was finally some danger going on in the series because all the episodes up until now have just been pretty safe, and there's like certain people, certain characters, certain groups that I just think should be under attack or under some kind of pressure, some kind of stress to force them to develop the characters right and I think the biggest issue that I have, and still maybe less so. By the time we got to the end of the uh, finale, um, it's still the half foot race, like the kind of the most boring race to follow. Like they don't really add any kind of value to the story, other than the fact that, you know, there are a bunch of annoying, um, a bunch of annoying individuals that seem to just do everything for themselves. They like to, they like to say that they do things for the community, but really they're just out there for themselves you know like they seem pretty selfish and yeah and sort of narcissistic and all that kind of stuff whatever so i don't really care so much for them but and i've always kind of hoped that they would get attacked at some point and they kind of do get attacked right they, i think it was like episode seven it's this episode no seven, no, no, seven.
1: there's no half yeah. in this
0: one yeah that's right which it's is so why seven. i liked it which is why this episode's yeah. so good because there's no half words in episode six <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, those are key highlights. I actually can't think of any low lights off the top of my head because we had such a great time watching episode six. But when we get through when we go through the recap, we're probably gonna find a lot of things that we don't like and a lot of things that we do like, and perhaps Arby could find something that he does like as we go through the
2: recap mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd just like to touch on something before you're talking about the battle and how you felt there was a sense of danger mm-hmm. i would I would refute that with the Gonwin getting shot twice. And like her bleeding like a stuck pig, and them only pulling one arrow out and forgetting about the but second was one. But <laughs> oh, yeah, two. that's right. Yeah, she got, she got shot twice, but they only took one arrow out. Oh yeah. And what they did is she was like bleeding profusely, mm. and somehow she. Second one fresh wound, man. So I feel like there's no sense of real stakes or danger. I actually didn't realize anyone. she had two arrows. Yeah, I was, a, I was so yeah. fixated on the one arrow the shoulder. that
0: was pretty much like killing her. Man, you know what though? Like Good
1: a lot, lot of people, di- I thought this was like actually a pretty gruesome episode. Like mm. I, you know me, I've got a weak stomach, right? I can't handle a lot of stuff. I was like doing some hand watching a little bit
0: when, like, oh
1: my Aaron- God, I had to man. <laughs> when Aaron Deer like stabbed that dude in the eye. And then pulled yeah, it out and, and then his eye and, like the orc came blood?
0: Out. Yeah, the orc blood is just like dripping all over his face. That's yeah. that was really, really good. I got like um scenes.
1: Saving Private Ryan vibes when he was like coming oh, really? back down into like Arundel's. How Deer's did face? you manage
0: to watch Saving Private Ryan when you got such a weak stomach? Like at this man, like just covering my face <laughs> constantly. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It, yeah, it was really well done man. I loved all the uh, physical effects, level of visual effects. Cause it, was, it was really, really cool. Aaron Deer, like,
1: I don't know that he survives, right? I don't think he's a real dude. I don't know. I didn't read the book. So
2: he's a, he's a new character, I think. I don't oh, know he's not a part of the
1: books. So he could have yeah.
2: died. They had, they had to make, uh, make up the black elf because there isn't one in that <laughs> was true. <laughs> um, are we
0: going to see, like, an Asian elf in the next one, the next series? We probably will. I've got yeah. my fingers
2: crossed. That's, actually, I'm not a fan <laughs> of the whole insertion thing.
1: What? Why? Man, we need jobs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I think that it should reflect how the author originally intended it um, like the elves don't look like elves especially like in Lord of the Rings they looked very ethereal you they know what? you that. know what's funny
0: I, I, I don't know if you remember this Tony but I mentioned
2: I'm um, the episode one, yeah, like
0: the head or, or just like the look of the elves I'm like why do the elves look so different compared to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings
2: Peter, they just look like men yeah they just look a like a bunch like, of dudes look?
0: with like pointy ears that's all um in Lord of the Rings, there's, like, a full-on attempt to make the elves stand out and look kind of gaunt, almost vampire-like, you know, mm. like, this
2: kind of, real- kind of
0: like, scary, ominous vampire vibes, but always spitting philosophy or some shit like that, you know, so... Uh, whereas, like, the elves in this, I just feel like they're a bunch of dudes with pointy ears. Like, Keller Brimble looks like... <laughs> A straight-up dude. I'll admit that. Like, he looks like a guy,
1: like uh, a science teacher.
0: But I would, I would say that Alron is probably the closest to looking like an elf to me. No, my yeah. the King Gilgalad. Sure. Oh yeah, I guess the King. Yeah, because he, because he does the whole kind of um, talk in the clouds type. Uh, he's got the long hair. Then, he's real pale. Yeah, and he always talks like this, like all the other elves and how they talk. Like, I guess that's kind of cool. But um, the out of the prominent elves in terms of like how much we see them, how much screen time they get. I think our own is the most believable so far. Really? Yeah. I actually feel like he's non,
1: not elf-like, to be honest. Like, he just seems like, again, like a dude. I like him for it, because I've always hated um, elven characters in um, fiction, because they're always they're much better than everyone. They talk like in a weird sort of ethereal fantasy kind of way. Because I, I like really modern day dialogue a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. So. so I kind of like that Elrond and Durin just
0: kind of chat Yep Anyway Anyway Alright, we're going to jump into the recap with this awesome cool transition right here Ooh. <laughs> That is our signal to get into the recap So this recap is going to take approximately about 20 minutes or so I say that now, but it's probably not going to be the case We're going to do, um, do it We're going to do it, we're going to do it I'm going to monitor correctly um, and we just uh, f- for first time listeners, you know how we do this is we I just walk through the plot, um, uh, explain each scene, uh, and the boys will just jump in and share their opinion about each segments. Uh, whether it's Act One, Two, or Three, this isn't really like a specific breakdown of Act One, Two, and Three. It's really just kind of descriptive script. What am I saying? Descript is script. <laughs> this is a description of the entire episode. Um, so, let me get into this. So, we open with Adar doing his best Maximus Decimus Meridius impersonation. Do you know who that is, by the way? Is that? Gladiator. Um, that's it. Ten points for you, Arby. I'm going to give you... No, I don't have a ten points uh, sound, sorry. Um, <laughs> sliding his fingers solemnly through dirt before the battle. He stands before a massive orc army, gives a rousing speech. A couple of nempat. Oh, I want to ask you, what is nem Nempat. Nem, nem they they I'm they chant it that and that. they don't actually explain what nempat is. They're like nempat, sure. nempat. Nem I don't I like, actually know what a, udun means.
1: Like they say that too, right?
0: Yeah, we don't even know what Odin means either. Do we? I used to know, but I forgot. Does it mean like evil or something? Like when evil the mountain
1: blows up, they're like Udun. Maybe it's the mountain. Like the, the I thought they
0: were saying Nampa
1: when the mountain blew up. No, they said Udun, U-dun at the end when the mountain blew up. Oh. Unless I'm wrong.
2: Udun, U-dun is the valley. The okay. valley? What valley? The valley of the mountain. Oh. Like where the mountain is, there's a valley.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I see that. Uh, there you go. Valley. Uh, Chance and Hid's to the Ostidith Watchtower, where Arendir, Bronwyn, Theo, and a ragtag collection of worthless Southlanders await Very much Helm's Deep of them. <laughs> uh, this didn't really give me Helm's Deep vibe, and if it was, it was kind of a little bit of a cheap Helm's Deep vibe. Because no, Helm's bro. Deep is like, come on, man. That's like one of the most iconic battle sequences of all time. I Would stand
1: by the best battle sequence in the entire series. I, this my... one
2: here? And, and no, no,
1: no. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep.
2: Oh, yeah, Pfft, dude. It's it's good. Better than it's Return good. of the King. It's, it's a tough-up between that and Palinor Fields for me. Well, of yeah,
0: this, this is what I was going to say. I think I did mention it to you, eh, Tony? I think my favorite battle sequence is still in Return of the King. Um, whether it's the Palinor Fields battle or the battle just... No, actually, the Palinor Fields battle is, like, way better than the final, final battle. Because the final battle is more about, like, valor and Road to Victory, the right? End of the game, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The Polo Fields had the elephants. they had, had the everything, dude. They had like, had, they had
0: like freaking five races of Olives, the riders, riders of Rohan. Riders of Rohan. Oh, dude, I'm getting chills now. Yeah.
2: Oh. I'm a Helmseep Deep man. What was I gonna say? No, Helm's is dope. Like Deep is good. It's got the, it's got right? Who? Grunt. Wait, no, grunt was from Return of the King, the big battering ram. Oh, I don't know his name.
1: There is a battering ram in Helmsteep, and they also do like the. He tosses the dwarf and they start fighting. It was yeah.
2: fun times. And that's when Gandalf comes. At the end of the day, the yeah. End. When it's sunlight. He, oh, uh, when he's on the hill? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh with my all gosh. Our Dude,
0: that's like. That's the. Uh, I, I'm kind of disappointed that you guys reminded me of that because now I'm going to get frustrated about this series. <laughs>
1: I, you don't want to compare to the original. You just want to like, accept them for two different stories.
0: But it's hard to do that, right? It's like it's the Lord of the Rings. They literally call the series "The Lord of the Rings." Semicolon, <laughs> 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 rings of power. Yeah. Like you know, come on. Like you have to, you have to make the comparison. It's the only fair thing to do. One thing I actually probably want to note as part of this part of the
1: show, I do like the fact that like you know he's uh, Putting this like these, these seeds in the ground, and you find out later it's like an elven um, tradition. Later, Like mm-hmm. Arandir says that. I oh kinda, yeah, that's right. Every time Adar shows like his elvishness coming through, I quite like that. I don't know. I like humanizing villains, so that's an enjoyable thing for me.
0: The, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I love that part as well. Except when the army arrives, they walk through the door and find nothing. No humans, no elves. That's because Arandir is hiding in a cre- in a crevice high above the orcs, waiting to spring a trap. Our elf warrior waits for the right moment, which just happens to be around the time Adar happens <laughs> Happens upon the Sauron mural and leaps into action. So there's, there's, there's sort of a double fake here, right? Like a double fake, triple fake, all that kind of stuff, whatever. Um, it was so, <laughs> it was, it was so like uh, expected for me, like I think I mentioned it, you know, as the episode was happening. Right? Oh, you're right. it's like, it's a trap, it's a trap. It's a trap, like, freaking uh, Aaron uh, Aaron is going to be there with his bow and arrow, and he's going to take him out. Like, he's yeah. going to backstab him, easy. What did you guys think of this scene here? Like, it's all really dark, there's a whole build and, and sort of set up suspense to this anticipatory uh, battle that's about to loom, and everybody's just doing kind of a double fake here. Abi? Well, um... Actually, I'll
1: let you go first. Huh? Oh, I'm okay, uh, I'll be quick. I l- liked that it was a trap that worked. And it was actually it was, it was actually well done, I thought. Like, the fact that he shoots the tower... I'm going to assume that they worked really hard to make the tower, like, breakable off a single string. And it's, like, all intended. I'm going to assume that. But then the fact that he can, like, sort of jump off and he has a big log that, like, pulls the door closed. That seemed like... Kind of a fun little mechanic. I don't know. It was, it was all right. Um, it fell very slowly, which I thought was a bit annoying, but, you know, whatever. It's minor. I'll <laughs> be.
2: Yeah, I think it just required a bit too much suspension of disbelief for me. Mm. Just the physics of it and the logistics of, like, taking down a tower, which is supposed to be for, like, security purposes so easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guard tower, right? It's supposed to be able to withstand, like, Barajas, but if you can accept exactly.
0: a Death Star, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I think this is why it feels kind of Helms Deepy, right? Because there's this. It's more just an attempt of trying to remind you of the whole Helms Deep situation. Where, what's the name of the dude that runs into Helms Deep? The orc dude. Did you? Oh, the. I don't know the. Because they they chant his name right when they when he's running with yeah, the torch. I forgot so, his name. Yeah. That warrior like that is a Usain bolt orc whatever. Like isn't he like it. a suicide bomber orc? Yeah, suicide bomber. Yeah. 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 Kamikaze. Kamikaze, yeah, yeah. And like that's the that's how they managed to penetrate um Helm Deep, right? Whereas this they just throw a bunch of arrows and they throw some fiery arrows and kind of pull it down. <laughs> it's pretty easy and pretty convenient, right, for the for the setup of the entire battle. Well,
1: to be fair, he's the defender so he can set things up every like, you know perfectly for himself, right, in a way. Mm-hmm. But I understand what you're saying. Like, a lot of things went perfectly, a tower goes entirely down off one string. Yeah. I get that being a little bit hard to believe.
0: But for what it's worth, it's just much better than what they had in the previous episodes. So. Oof, yeah. I still stand by that. <laughs> uh, he shoots a half dozen orcs and then uses a flaming arrow to pierce a device attached to the actual watchtower. Um, then he locks the gates and skedaddles as the structure falls and presumably kills the orcs, and Wildrig, or at least traps them for a spell. The Southlanders, including Bronwyn, watch the sequence of events from safety of their cozy village with a a few clicks down the road. She is suddenly the de facto leader of this clan and instructs everyone to calm the down. To get to work, they must they must home alone their uh, town if they want to stay alive. So, (laughs) what did you think of this speech that she does in front of the people?
1: So, I honestly forgot that a speech happened.
0: (laughs) All these speeches, actually, like for one, the speeches in the show are so draining. They're so tiring, and I'm sick of them. Like people standing there saying. They're kind of, whatever, virtuous speech trying to inspire people. And it's like, it anything. yeah, I mean, it's like anything from, but it's inspiring. Like, it's just so dumb. And then when Bronwyn does her little speech in front of the people, I'm kind of like, this is the most boring, uninspirational speech ever, dude.
2: <laughs>
0: and she's like a florist. What makes her call that? <laughs> dude, I hear florists are like, you know, pretty, um, pretty on high demand these days for war. Mm, I, I kind of find, it's funny that she actually mentions the fact that like you know I was not
1: ready for this but I am the leader and I'm just thinking why has no one questioned this like why has no one put up a realistic bid to become leader because a, she's a strong woman.
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but that's I mean that's just kind of the abs- absurdity of like the lack of care for the characters and developing them correctly because why why is she all of a sudden like the person to kind of help lead them into this battle that no one really wants to go to. Um, it, realistically, though, actually, if I want to be devil's advocate for us, she
1: is the first one to murder an orc, and she tells them all about the problem, right? So
0: it's actually... Oh, yeah, that was like episode... Like three or something? Three or so, yeah. Yeah,
1: she, yeah, she might claim de facto leadership because she's got the head of an orc. She's done the coolest thing out of anyone.
0: True. Mm. Yeah, I can see that happen. Uh, we cut to the Numenorian ships and find Isildur happily performing stable duties. In fact, he just seems happy to be anywhere but Numenor. Who wouldn't? The town was a slog. He heads outside and bumps into the Blandriel. Oh, Blandriel. I've called her Blandriel now because she's bland. No. Man, we're. Pro- <laughs> uh, are we. <laughs> is Guy Ladriel. <laughs> Guy <Landriel>. <laughs> <laughs> I actually stole that that name, um, Blandriel from a YouTuber. Oof. it was hilarious.
2: I, mean, I got Guy from a YouTuber too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: who apparently plans to stay in her armor throughout the entire voyage. Quote, you have the look of your father, unquote, she says to the young man during a casual conversation. Isildur scoffs. Quote, I was always told I look like my mom, unquote. Does he? We don't even know what his mom looks like. We don't like, know so what his mom looks know. like,
1: but it's... I always found this kind of like, this is like the, the thing I hate about the dialogue in this show is (laughs) the fact that it's just people disagreeing with each other all the time for no reason. (laughs) They're
0: trying to, they're trying to build like tense dialogue sequences, but they just have no weight to them.
1: But this was like kind of dumb. Like, you know, I was always told I look like my mum. like who who cares? Like, why would
0: you even like in real? Why why is that even a part of the script?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, like I, I wouldn't say that. Like if someone said you look like your dad, then I'd just be like, oh yeah. Cool, you know, you know, my dad. I don't know, like, it just seems
0: weird. Yeah, and these guys don't even know each other from barso either, right? They just kind of know each other by second hand or third hand
1: yeah uh, She's like the commander of the army, he's
2: just a stable guy. Like, why would he be a dictator? Uh, mm. It's weird. That's the other thing with Galadriel. So, sorry to cut no. you off, but the whole commander of an army thing, she was never that in Tolkien's works, yeah, yeah really? exactly. Right, so she can she fight real to... well in Tolkien's works? No, she was she was more of a she relied on a like elven magic powers. She wasn't much of a combat person. Oh, really? That's a big departure because yeah. she cuts a lot of stuff.
0: What? That's yeah. a well, huge retcon to, to the character.
2: Yeah, that's the point. They had to make her in charge of all the men. Had to make a, a guy Ladriel. Oh to make my, a that's
1: where Guy Ladriel yeah. comes from. I didn't actually get the joke to be honest. Because they're there, all yeah. trying to sort of the do the
0: opposite to the whole kind of like anti-patriarchal type mentality type thing is that what they're doing i mean that's what most tv series yes, are that doing. What doing That's what, like a lot of movies are doing yeah uh,
1: everything's done she's, she's kind of single-minded in her combat too like she, she's only really good at combat like she, she's a uh, combat master at the expense of pretty much everything else which is really weird and that's probably why we acknowledge mm-hmm. that she seems so different to the lord of the rings character version of herself and i just yeah assume- see
0: i said this the entire time like when the series started i was like how, how is it, look, I, I know it's like, what is it, uh, Arby's 300 years before the Lord of the Rings, like, what's the actual timeline? That's,
2: it's more like a couple of thousand. Oh, I think, okay. Yeah.
0: It, it's a lot it can't days. be a thousand, right?
1: Isildur doesn't live that long. Isildur huh? doesn't live that long, right? Like.
2: No, I, I, we're not, you're talking about the beginning of Lord of the Rings when he cuts the finger off. That's like a thousand, couple of, like a thousand years before Frodo's. Oh, Okay. Oh well, yeah. in that case, like it,
1: it's cool that she goes through her combat phase, like in her teens, and then she gets into like sort of a matronly kind of phase later on.
0: But uh, but what I was saying to Tony, <laughs> you're too nice, Tony. You're too nice. <laughs> what I was saying to Tony, um, in like episode one or two when we we're reviewing it, I was saying like I I realized there's a big gap between now and the Lord of the Rings story. But how the hell does she end up being Kate Blanchett? Like, the, you know, the, what we're learning from her right now is like I cannot. See how she becomes the Kate Blanchett that seems like she wouldn't really touch anything except the only kind of threat that she does is really when she turns into that scary ghost thing in front of Frodo. It's like the mm. only kind of threatening action, not even warrior, but you know what i mean like mm. how do how do we get from whatever this lady's name is to Kate Blanchett like there seems
2: to be yeah, a whole like departure they completely there. changed Galadriel's character like completely I understand
0: why like talking fans are so mad now because. I was talking to one of the one of the girls at um King's Comics, and she's a huge talking fan and she hates the show <laughs> right. <laughs> she like despises the show. she said they've changed everything um nothing makes sense. it's boring dialogue. and I was like, yeah, I agree with you, it's boring dialogue but I but I can't I can't sort of understand entirely her criticism because I don't understand the books the way that she does right um, but she also said look i'm I'm fine for people changing." um the books you know uh for to adapt them to screen she's all for it right she's she's keen for it she loves the marvel cinematic universe and all that kind of stuff whatever but she's like they've just done it in a way that just doesn't really honor tolkien's writings at all so i can kind of see where yeah i can see how bad that would be
1: that's kind of weird though right cuz with, with the marvel stuff like a lot of the times when they change the source material people love it like oh wow they changed it. that's so cool well
0: there has to be kind of worthy change for it right like you have to have a good explanation as to why you're changing certain things to a character, why you're changing certain character arcs, perhaps, you know. For example, like, um, Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers' arc, the, the MCU arc isn't exactly how his classic uh, Stan Lee arc goes in the comics. Like, it's not really like that. Like, mm. there, there are similarities, there are parallels, but, you know, there isn't, it's not word for word or, you know, sort of block for block, um, so, yeah. But it's better, so we accept it? Well, it's not better, it's just a different story. You can still love the comic stories. You can still love the different iterations from different writers, you know, and you can still love the movie. With well, something like The uh, Rings of Power, when you're adapting book to TV, um, you have to kind of, if you're going to retcon certain things, you have to have good explanations behind it. And I don't think the series has done anything that well to kind of explain their retconness. You know what I mean? I feel like if they
1: changed it, but it was good, we'd all be like, oh yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if, if Galadriel like was likable, you know, like just start (laughs) with that. Just start with that. Just be a likable character. We can, we can start to slowly progress in this nice relationship where we build this affection for, for characters. Right. And like, I'm not the only one. I'm pretty sure every single person feels the same way about Galadriel. Like everyone kind of hates her. (laughs) Like no one likes her at all.
2: She's willing to let her, like, her own men die at the very first episode. Yeah. (laughs)
0: It's like, what is up with that? Uh, Anyway, let's move on. Um, Elindo arrives and kills the magic and tells the boy to get back to work. Quote, his mother, what was she like? Unquote, Galadriel asks. Clearly interested in this topic. Elendor rattles off a long poem or something before dropping this bomb. She drowned. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for bringing that up. Glad you sucks at a small talk. <laughs> she, I mean, it's true. She sucks at a small talk. She's terrible at it. She's good at like long, grandiose, like sort of semi-tryhard, inspirational, like um, phrases or... You have uh, not seen what I have seen.
2: You have not seen
0: what I have seen. <laughs> what, what episode does she say that again? All of them. are like two... Two, yeah, it might have been two. But it feels like she does say it in all of them, right? She does. She, she, <laughs> she gets asked.
1: She says something pretty cringy. Every all. time someone asks her about, like, why she is the way that she is, she kind of says, you haven't seen what I've seen. You haven't done what I've done. You haven't, like, blah, 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 blah. She never
0: actually explains anything. No. Yeah. Awful. I think it's because she's too arrogant. She's She's stubborn, and she's got a lot of pride. She just thinks that nobody needs to know. Nobody needs an explanation because I'm kind of made up my own kind of worthiness it seems really unqualified and weird Um, (laughs) uh, where was I later unless there are two Elendils Elendil gives the queen regent an update on the journey we're still a few days away he says blah 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 so you don't have to stay in your queen attire or remain locked in your room you know Um, jumping to back in the southlands Arendir tries valiantly to break Sauron's blade I got nothing, he says, before tucking it away. He plans to hide it from everyone, even Bronwyn. This this, was kind of... It's such a kind of dumb thing for an elf to try and break. Clearly, like... A magical sword, whatever this sword is, right? Like, like we- some kind of wizardry, mystical sword, and he tries to break it with like the shitty hammer. No, it's I'm not, not like, a big hammer either. It's not a big hammer <laughs> yeah. either, and like that's something yeah. I expect human beings to do, right? Not, it's not something I expect elves to do. <laughs> like, to they're not that dumb. Like, they're very smart elves. Because am he, I wrong here? <laughs> I, yeah, he, this universe. He, he's, he's kind of he's aware of how important this thing is, so he should. I mean, maybe it's worth showing him trying it, so we go. I don't know, but at least have some something a bit more elegant than just picking up a random piece of like small. He should have done hammer, like yeah? an
1: elven spell and have it like go disastrously disastrously wrong. That would have been cool. Would have shown him be is smart, shown him to a real try, and shown how powerful it was. Is there
0: such thing as elven spells, Bobby? Actually, yeah, is there? Yes. There <laughs> <was>, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, there I is. I guess. That- yeah. Wait, do elven? I can't even remember. Do elvens? Elvens? Do elves? uh do spells in mm. the Lord of the Rings movies? I
2: don't know if that's spells per se, but they have magic. Yeah, they do that whole talk thing, right? Like... Oh, Arwen!
0: <laughs> she makes the, the water. Arwen. Yeah, she makes the she water. Makes, she turns the water into a bunch of yeah. Um, water. stallions. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So they do have kind of... It's, it's always hard. Like, what are the rules? You know? Like, what are the boundaries? Like, what do... Like, what are the... What are the boundaries for like wizard magic, ma- w- wizard magic, and like Alvin magic? Like, like you know, it's hard to know kind of who's stronger than the other.
2: Yeah. Wizard,
0: obviously, right? Surely. Well, I'm led to believe that wizards are the strongest because they are wizards, yeah. right? I just do it because there's less of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Later, there's, uh, there's one of these Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves montages where a meager army prepares a battle against a greater foe. The fortified, they fortify the town, listen to some rousing Arendelle and Bronwyn speeches, and then go back to fortifying the town. <laughs> Arendelle and Bronwyn take a moment to do some heavy alf on human flirting. I can't even remember that
1: part. It's when they kiss. I was like, yeah, finally. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. They kiss. Yeah, the kiss that I didn't care for. Did you care for the kiss, Abi? Um, No, not really. <laughs> I think I think we probably know that you just don't really care anything about the, what happens in this episode. Uh, they, they just
2: they didn't develop it organically, you know. You're it right. It seems kind of out of nowhere, forced. Maybe I didn't seem the chemistry. Uh, yet. Although
0: I'd say that this love story is far better than the shitty love story in Numenor. You know, but no. between the the is it of the sun, it's the sun, right? Yeah, the the son.
1: And, the... and I guess technically the daughter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. um as said, a we're in game of thrones now <laughs> that's game of thrones territory they're like no yeah. you can't steal our stories sorry um and ancestry is only part of our lord now um later that night we get a repeat of the previous battle the orcs wander into town find no one and are ambushed except this time Arandir shoots his arrows from a top house and bronwyn uses flaming wagons to knock out a few of the snarling beasts okay this flaming wagon right just, let me just talk about this flaming wagon and i think i did mention this when we were watching the episode it's like dude really a flaming wagon like how is this gonna stop a bunch of orcs like this is the most unbelievable, weak <laughs> attempt at trying yeah. to stop the I And mean, then it clearly didn't work because the orcs even say it, right? The orcs, are, they, they sort of turn around and they thought they could like um, take us down or I can't remember what they say. They thought yeah. they could take us down they just kind of
2: growl and just they laugh. They take down the one small barrier and they just tape it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then the whole idea
0: was to create a, a fire, a ring of fire. Ah, Johnny Cash. Uh, the whole thing was to create a ring of fire. To trap them in, which was kind of cool. But then, it was also a double negative. Double negative? Yeah, you know? Like a, d- a double... Uh, um, what am I thinking about? <laughs> I have no idea, man. <laughs> um, a double fake. That's what I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said double negative. Almost seems like the same thing, but yeah. A double fake. It was a double fake on a double fake. Because they thought they they were actually trapped. And then, you know, Aaron Aaron, Darren his army or his makeshift army. They're like, yeah, we trapped them. But then really they didn't because it was actually humans. It was humans from their own town and their own masks. This is where I found it a little bit, a bit more interesting now because they've outsmarted our kind of heroes of the story. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: And I I enjoyed that part of it.
1: I like the fact that that Adar did a cool strategy that like even was like, Oh wow, that's
0: cool. That's a cool strategy to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I found that was pretty cool. And and I love how they reacted to all, uh, pretty much their friends, right? Like, they knew every single person that they killed. Mm. <laughs> they just realized that they killed their friend, and they killed their family member, perhaps, you know, or their girlfriend or their boyfriend, whatever it was. So I thought that was pretty cool. There was there was a little bit of kind of tension pulling there and a little bit of sorrow. The unfortunate part, though, is that I I didn't, I feel like I should have cared more, you know, for the fact that they're kind of, you know, mourning the people that they just killed, intentionally killed. I feel like I should care a bit more. And the reason why I don't care is because I don't really care about these characters.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's hard for us to care when they don't care. Like... When um, Brunhild was pushing those flaming carts, she got that woman killed. Like, oh
3: yeah, she didn't even save
0: her. Yeah. I was like,
2: "What's she, she, up with that?" No reaction or anything. Yeah, from, uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Just, like, that's, right. that's so true. I totally forgot and about that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty
1: sad. And that was weirdly not a two person job, right? Like being behind the wagon.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't need she didn't need <laughs> to
1: be there. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seemed pretty redundant. I don't know what was going on there. It was a gory episode, though. A lot of people got like messed up, stabbed, arrowed. It was pretty gory. Yeah, yeah. It actually looked like um, scenes from The Walking Dead. Man, like there was so much blood, so many, so many gashes, so many stab wounds and shit. Burnt people. It yeah. was pretty crazy. I, I,
1: like, I mean, I don't normally like gore stuff, but I think from coming from the first five episodes, like just having something happen on screen was cool.
0: It's almost <laughs> like I mean, I'm probably being overly critical here. Maybe unnecessarily, I don't know, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. It's like it seems like a huge jump to go from a show that's pretty been pretty vanilla and PG the entire time. And then we jump to this episode and it's like what? Is this a new show? Actually, yeah, imagine like you've got like kids, right? And you're like, Oh hey, watch this Lord of the Rings with me, you know, this is great. <laughs> yeah. and you're you watching keep the first five movie.
1: episodes and you're like, you know what, <laughs> this is fun, Dad, let's keep watching and then, then boom, like eye gunk comes
0: out. Yeah, boom. It's like Halloween and freaking <laughs> sore or something. <laughs> yeah the eye gunk thing man with the arrow oh that was hard that was uh that was intense i loved it i love the um i, I love the effort the commitment that they did with the blood and gore it was really good so one thing i should probably note though i guess is the thing
1: i enjoyed about the fact that they had um a bunch of no-name characters is when mm-hmm. um when adar goes into the house and he's like trying to like sort of um you know do the hostage situation in order to get the sword. The fact mm. that like every three seconds he's just stabbing someone, I think that <laughs> made it. Like, because I always get upset about hostage takers who just like aren't doing any stabbing at all. Sure, yeah, yeah. But he's like, he's doing his job, man. He's doing a ton of stabbing, and they're all nameless characters, so he can do
0: that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's a good point. Um. So finally, Adar gets Sauron's sword. Wait, did I just skip a whole bunch of stuff? I think I skipped yeah you do. Oh, that's fine but we should finally <laughs> finally a dog gets uh saron's sword before his group can do some wild orcs celebrating galadriel's army somehow arrives in the nick of time also it's morning outside i'm so confused <laughs> the ensuing battle is brutal as hell our elf gal does some nifty horse stunts and slices through orcs like they were battle droids. With- okay 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 so as as cool as that battle might have been and enjoyable for for us, I think the the whole the horse what do you call the horse army? What what do you, what do you call a bunch of horses? Cavalry, riding to, like literally a Cavalry, literally yeah. cavalry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cavalry Calvary is kind of what you use interchangeably, but there's kind of a word I'm thinking about. There's there's a term that they use for a bunch of horses riding in the same direction. I can't remember what it is, but um. Anyway, that whole scene, man, that establishing shot. That is one of my favorite shots of the entire series. Really? Wait. Yeah. Better than the horse chase, which I know you loved.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Can't can't beat that horse chase. The slow-mo one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't beat that one with the creepy smiling. Uh, no, not okay. that one. I'm talking about the one in this episode. <laughs> the one where he... Th- oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I thought you were just giving me shit about that. Um, nah, I'm talking about the one way she's scene.
1: actually chafing him. You, you're a fan oh, of that. Oh,
2: yeah, or? I was a fan of that. Yeah, that's actually at the end of this sequence, right? Yeah. Um, Is this when the Hellbrain somehow ends up in the opposite direction and trips Yes. It? Hey,
1: you know what? <laughs> that makes no sense to me now that you mentioned yeah. that. How did
2: he get ahead of him when, like, he started to honestly Honest, I,
0: <laughs> Dude, he's sour, man. <laughs> Don't question it. <laughs> um, I actually think it's a... D- I think the series has made like a few filming mistakes because I've noticed a, a few like in episode two and three that made some filming mistakes. I didn't really sort of care too much, but it seems like the mistakes are getting a little bit more obvious now. It's also like the um, um, uh, I think it's a Sildor or Elendil? I no, it's a Sildor. Like he kind of appears in two locations at the same time, like at the beginning of this episode. I'm like, what? How did you, how were you there? Like he was on the ship before and now you're here? Oh, and he was like <laughs> on the top with the queen and the queen's like, go. And he just runs yeah. by
1: himself. And I'm like, why are you getting special? Yeah, that didn't make sense. We're going to hold back this one guy, not put him yeah. as part of the army, but also not include him as part of the second army. He's yeah. just going to be in between. I was like,
0: I don't get it's that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't really understand that. But, yeah, I, I think I think the show is just making some mistakes and they're just not flagging it early enough. <laughs> Multi-billion dollar TV series, by the way. <laughs> Actually, Abi, you probably know this. I
1: want to ask a question here. So, you know when um, Adar is like, oh, Sauron, I, I killed him, I, I stabbed him, and we kind of assume yeah. that he's lying, but Halbrand is legitimately pissed with Adar. So, is there any mm. backstory that you're aware of there? Because they don't explain that very well.
2: No, I'm not entirely sure Ada's a canon character either. Oh, so wow, well, that changed I'm not really. sure if, I think it was. For, if that's Could, the case. I, th- I think they created him to be like a, a Sauron red herring.
1: At right. Because when Halbert shows up and, and he's like, and, oh, you know, I want to kill you, you've done some terrible stuff to me. And then at the end, when Ada's like, I stabbed Sauron, you we all assume he didn't do that, right? But for Halbrand, who is Sauron, to be so angry... Well, we know that he didn't do that. How do we know that he... Oh, because he's not dead. But maybe he revived or something. He yeah. has you know, Some <laughs> magical revival stuff. But why is he so angry at Adar? He must have done something mm. to him. He's
0: pierced at yeah. Adar. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the end of Episode 8, um, it kind of confirms the fact... What I was saying before, Tony, when we were watching Episode 7, I think it was. Mm. I said... Oh, sorry, not Episode 7. I think we spoke about it after Episode 8, that... I'm pretty sure this Adar character completely hates Sauron and Mm. wants to take Sauron down and have his
2: own kind of reign as
0: the evil ruler.
2: I think they were both competing. I think they were both like underlings of... uh... Melkor or Morgoth, Morgoth who was like the main big bad before Sauron so I, I, think, I think they were oh. both kind of his uh, disciples right, so like equal, like, level, no, not equal level not equal like level. and that's yeah. what I was thinking that's why I
0: mentioned it Tony that's why I was thinking like you know maybe they were both kind of you know the Luke Skywalker no sorry not Luke Skywalker the, the, maybe they were both the Anakin of yeah and I, I remember Lord, right? I talked you down when you said that because I thought like
1: why would he do the volcano if the volcano calls Sauron but that's actually yeah. not true the volcano and Sauron have nothing to do with each other the volcano no tears up the ground which is
0: the volcano was just a uh expression of like having his own kind of domain yeah right? a fun brand for him mm. and so maybe it turns out the fact that sauron is just he sees that the that the volcano has been created now i'm going to find a way to take over it or something like that
2: was the volcano purposely ignited was, yeah from the mm-hmm. truck uh, that looks like it was predetermined it was pretty um what's the word i'm looking for like set up yeah. right Pre-meditated, premeditated the whole thing, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like thousands of years in advance, the whole
0: yep. system. Yep. So, but that all came from Ada, and but because he sends uh, Wildrake to to initiate the volcano thing,
2: yeah,
0: um, and so I think Sauron has kind of known but, exactly what's going on, and then he just. It makes
2: me wonder why the humans, when they built the city, allowed for that kind of self-destructive mechanism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we, I guess we don't know the history
0: behind that whole mural whatever it is right like we don't know how long that thing has been there for we don't know like what by the, the way how
2: could how ridiculously convenient was it that um was it Aaron Deer just happened to just pull the little thing aside <laughs> which showed the mural like just when they yeah. were trying to figure out what to build this oh, well, here it is. Like <laughs> to be fair <laughs> right. if, we, look, yeah. it's here. if I try and take the
1: side of the show like the tower of Osteroth is where they've based themselves for like 50 years right yeah so presumably you could assume that he's he's seen that that part of the world a fair few times
0: mm I'm trying to yeah. defend it. I don't know, yeah, yeah, maybe you're mm. right. I don't know <laughs> I, I don't want to like intellectualize it too much. I don't care that much about it, but <laughs> <laughs> um however, uh, where was I? The ensuing battle of, uh okay somehow Halbrand gets ahead of Hadar, then uses a spear to trip the poor guy's horse and I, was, I remember i made a comment i was like why 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 attack the horse dude why don't you just spare the dude
1: because <laughs> they need to just, have the the moral quandary of one I, I know
0: there needs to be a bit more change you know but it's cool because
1: okay. when they have the conversation in the barn skipping ahead a mm. little bit like mm. i do like the fact that you know we are the uruk and that's yep. a cool throwback to the other show is it what other show uh, the movie I mean sorry the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Uruk-hai? what he was
0: trying to say? The Urukai.
1: Yeah, like, that's what he is. He's an Urukai, but I thought I heard Uruk. Yeah, I mean, I I see uruk Is he well.
0: actually is he actually meaning Urukai? I thought because in Lord of the and in, in Lord of the Rings he they pronounce it as Urukai. But I think it's like so maybe that's like a subtype yeah, yeah, of Urukai right, oh. with a, with a hyphen in between them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings, whereas in the series and it's also in the subtitles. It says Uruk, and I'm pretty sure he pronounces it like Uruk, which is like, you know, he has a hard stop on the K. Oh, no I,
1: I assume <laughs> you know that like Uruk and uruk are like sort of descendants of each other or something. Yeah, that's just my assumption. Maybe. I think you know, Ta- better than I do.
0: No, I'm just swinging. <laughs> <laughs> um, nearby, Seudo commends his powers on a job. Oh, wait, I just completely skipped we should skip Galadriel stops um (laughs) stops Halbrand mid thrust. one cannot satisfy thirst by drinking seawater she says because she's a poet um nearby (laughs) nearby isilda commends his powers on a job well done wicked cool our young man says high-fiving valandil war is awesome on tanamo i don't think they actually say that by the way sorry it's just a bunch of quotes (laughs) I've seen enough war to last me a lifetime, bro. You were in a five-minute skirmish. He, he got beaten on bad. And you know what's actually crazy? He, I mean, he did. He did. But yeah, sorry. There you go. As soon as he said, "I've seen
1: enough war to last me a lifetime," I'm like, "Ah, oh, this guy's dead."
0: <laughs> Straight away, I thought this guy's dead. I mean, like, but he's just—he's just like many of the other characters in the show that just disposable I, i'm not connected to any of these characters so when they die it's like i don't care you're dead you didn't do anything in the show anyway so like whatever and then yeah. they're trying to have these kind of meaningful uh moments with these deaths that they don't they don't prolong these scenes but they try and make it somewhat meaningful and i'm like why you're wasting a bit of time here it doesn't it's not necessary he's dead let's move on kind of thing right
1: i still think like his death was like probably because like, okay in this episode there's him and kind of fat old white guy you know what i mean the guy that gets two arrows in him earlier in the episode
0: i can't remember Who's that?
1: like when when Bronwyn doesn't die the old guy does die he's like oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like they yeah. tried to make him kind of a character as well before he died mm. and he was definitely someone i didn't care about like at all true he's like oh you're a brave man elf and then he dies
0: but there's just so many of these characters that we just don't really care about at all yeah <laughs> i mean we we barely like the main characters let alone like the side shitty characters um, his scoffs then dives into a tale. Um, apparently, after Morgoth's death, Sauron decided to heal Middle-earth using supernatural powers. He head north with as many followers as he could muster, but something prevented him from achieving his goal, a shadow of dark knowledge the Dark Lord could never attain. Quote, He took my kids, Adar says, referring to the orcs. So I split him open. I killed Sauron. Um... Your funny thing is I didn't even remember this part. <laughs> yeah, it's a long speech. It's, it's like super long. Maybe that's why like, I didn't remember it and I didn't really care for it. What did you guys think of this kind of speech when he finishes off by
2: saying, I killed Sauron? Seemed a bit
0: anticlimactic.
2: Mm. Just dropping that out of nowhere. Like a bit too
0: on the nose kind of thing.
2: Yeah. But we're immediately not... Kind of Obviously, because we also know it's not mm. true. Yeah. Because we know that so, Sauron is alive. Anyway. Yeah, so they're just trying to set up some kind of plot contrivance.
0: It's super contrived. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's super contrived, that line. Because I'm like, that line is supposed to have some kind of impact, some dramatic effect, but it doesn't. It falls flat because we're like, well, I mean, that line means nothing because he's clearly alive. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Um, uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I like the fact that they said Uruk, but the rest
1: of it was like, it's what this show does a lot. Badly, which is like their dialogue mm. just kind of goes
2: nowhere for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit painful way. Eh? <clears throat> right, gonna- I have to be oh. honest, I kind of nodded off quite a few times during the series. <laughs> so, if, if you have go to go to bed, bed well,
0: actually,
2: do, do you use this
1: series now? Sorry? if you want to try and go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> Are you like having trouble sleeping? Is this a series you go to?
0: Yeah, it's a, <laughs> a cure for insomnia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wow, we should label the episode, the podcast episode, a cure for insomnia. <laughs> Episodes one to five. We five. disagree with Abby's uh, point of view on episode six, but one to five, yeah, we agree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm skipping straight to this part here. Moments later, Galadriel and Hal- Halbrand exchanged pleasantries. Basically, they were both turned on by other uh, by the other during the battle. Before they can dig deeper, as it were, a rider arrives and orders them to return to the queen to provide an update. Nearby, Bronwyn, who magically recovered from ghostly wounds, sustained mere hours earlier, which is true. I mean, the recovery process for a lot of these people in the show is pretty quick. Oh, yeah. There's a guy with no legs. He's just hobbling around (laughs) after. (laughs) There's a guy with no legs. He's got legs in the next scene, dude. Like, how? How? How is this even possible? Um. Well, I got someone who can help you, unquote, the queen replies, nodding to Halbrand. Bronwyn sees the belligerent um, warrior and eyes the symbol on his necklace. Are you the king who, wa- who was promised? Now, this is, I guess, the first hint, right? <laughs> um, that, I guess, Halbrand is not really the way, like, who he kind of makes himself to be. Why is that? Why is this a hint? Huh? Well, the question, you know, are you the king... Who was promised, and then you know they, they kind of do this whole like the
2: whole village goes,
0: oh the king is here and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, ah, well, this okay. is
2: kind of, actually Abu, you go. Oh, so yeah. I was going to say, have you noticed how many like copy paste they've done from Lord of the Rings into this? So uh, Halbrand is basically Aragorn, yeah. You know, the I got, Lord I get king. that,
0: yeah, yeah. He he gave and me then, Aragorn um, vibes as soon as he um, was introduced,
2: yeah. And then Nori and um, female Sam, I don't even. Know oh yes, oh a yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 female. No, I actually thought Nori was Frodo. Yeah, yeah there's other gamji oh, said the female uh, Sam, yeah, Sam. Yeah, 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 true. The, true. One. <laughs> the chubby one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Samwise gamji is chubby too. It's it's
1: funny.
2: Yeah. But you know what pisses yeah. me off
1: about this, and like I think this pisses me off about the original too. So I guess like everyone's gonna hate me. I know there's no birth certificates in the Lord of the Rings world. But everyone just gets <laughs> by on just claiming oh, shit. word. Yeah, like, I am Aragorn, um, son of Arathorn. And it's like, oh, shit, you're you're Arathorn's son? Like, Oh, you must be the king. There's no way to back that up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't understand. And this one is like, he's got a thing. And he's mm. clearly, like, he identifies the problem with this process when he says, I stole it off a dead guy. Like, mm. sure. He actually, yeah, he, he never lied, right?
3: He yeah. never lied the entire time. Yeah. He basically the told the truth. <laughs>
1: But, like, realistically, even if he wasn't Sauron, he could just be a guy, takes it off a dead body. Are you the king that was promised? Yeah, I am. And he's the king. No one questioned that. I found that strange.
0: I don't strange. I, I think what I liked, um, like, the first time that we learn about him being potentially the king or whatever, right? Like, in what episode do we meet him in? Episode four? Yeah, Halbrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think it's episode like two. Four, right? No, it's two we meet him. Oh, no, two two. we met him pretty oh, early.
2: Three. Yeah, because he he rescued Galadriel from yeah. that fool there. Yeah, the, the most
0: boring like dialogue of my entire life. I I actually slept in that whole thing, <laughs> but um, like he he makes an attempt to, like, deny that he could be any potential king, right? Yeah. Um, episode 2, Episode 3. Well, Abby gave us yeah. a
1: bit of insight into, like, he actually didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to just be a normal mm. guy. And I actually kind of mm. like that backstory. Like, that yeah. gives reason why he's on the boat. That gives reason why he wants to say Numenor. And it kind of makes it a really cool thing where, like, Galadriel, in trying to kill Sauron, is mm. the one who kind of makes Sauron. Which is just
0: a fun mm. little uh coincidence. I like that. Yeah. For yeah. Justice. <laughs> Yeah. And, um eyes Galadriel who gives him ah oh, you better not screw this up kind of look I am he says nah he's got to be sour <laughs> all 20 so- I mean yeah So who- I, I I honestly wasn't thinking that at the time um, yeah, the fact that when he, he, he says, he says was- I am the king he just kind of like claims that he is the king he just confirms what everybody's kind of saying and,
1: yeah. like when he was murdering orcs and hating Adar I was like okay this guy's good like they, they turned me mm. like I thought he was a Good guy. Never, I never. To be fair, I never heard anyone say he was Sauron, so that never thought crossed my mind. But I thought yeah. he was going to turn into like a Nazgul or something.
0: <laughs> Nazgul, man. I, I wish we get Nazguls in um, season two. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. Be cool.
2: Uh, I think they're setting it up. Yeah. Because now, the, now the, the elves have their three rings. Yeah. The dwarves are supposed to get seven, and the men are supposed to get so, nine. D- so
0: does so Celebrimbor make all, all of, the of them,
2: the rings
1: or? More? Does Celebrimbor make all of the rings, or does he just make the elf ones?
2: I think he just made the elf okay. ones. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Actually, and according to the lore, I thought he made the one ring as well. No, Sauron made the yeah, one Salon ring. Salon no, the apparently,
1: one I looked into one. this, Sauron tricks Celebrimbor into making the one ring, but...
2: Yeah, that could be true yeah. as well. But was th- the one I who thought, makes thought, it,
1: but yeah. Sauron th- makes him do it.
2: I thought they... Yeah. Um, yeah. they made does that, that sound familiar? Hmm.
0: I thought they mentioned in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like in the movies, at least that Sauron made the One Ring to rule them
2: all. Or, or yeah, for, for all of them were deceived. Mm. Remember that yeah. line, yeah. Glorfindel.
0: Yeah. yeah, so yeah, See, I didn't
2: know about this because mm. I played the
0: video
1: game. In the video game, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is is making it, but Sauron is the one who like, like in in that uh, game, Sauron's like a normal looking Shadow, Shadow, Shadow of, of War and Shadow of Mordor, yeah. Like, uh, Sauron looks like a normal dude, looks like a normal elf, and they're just, like, working hand in hand, and they're they're happy with each other, and then he kind of, like, secretly makes it bow to him instead.
0: Mm. I remember this is uh, how Tony spoiled it for me, like, who Calabrimbo is now. (laughs) I didn't care that much. Um, So, Galadriel gives Sauron's blade, confiscated from Adar, back to Arendir. The elf... Then heads off to speak with Theo. The young man reveals that he felt immense strength with the sword in his hands and felt its absence. Kind of like a certain ring thing type thing. Uh, then let us be rid of it, Arrandir says, once and for all. <laughs> uh, how? <laughs> Give it to Numenor. Uh, um, Arrandir hands the blade um, wrapped in the cloth to Theo. The young man quickly unwraps the weapon and gasps. It's gone. We cut the watchtower where wildreg uses the blade to quite literally open the floodgates of mordor water spills through the tunnels created by adar's army geysers erupt the ground shakes galadriel and co can only watch as the liquid rushes to a lonely mountain nearby and stokes the lava inside producing a massive volcanic eruption that proceeds to destroy everything in sight. As everyone rushes for cover, Galadriel steps in front of the wall of ash and shuts her eyes. By the way, I still stand by what I said before, Tony. I reckon I'm pretty sure it was fire coming towards her with ash. I don't think it was just... It it's, It didn't just look like ash. I was like, dude, that's like a it's whole... Called
2: yeah? So it's called a pyroclastic flow. So it's it's ash, it's gas, it's fire, it's oh, lava, it's everything. We have a bit of a meteorologist here. Someone is knows his right? uh, <laughs> so, uh, The thing is, it, it can travel up to like 400 k's an hour and it literally destroys everything in its path. Oh, wow. There's no way anyone could have survived that. But not that. Galadriel. Ah,
0: But Galadriel's like, the best of them all right yeah she's better than
2: everyone (laughs) she's
0: got armor. it's crazy man like she stands in i'm like dude there's a fireball coming towards you there's no way you're gonna survive this but we know you survive so but realistically (laughs) yes everyone survives though like isn't that kind of funny
2: yeah all the
0: main characters do do. um on tanamo he dies did he die an impact no he he dies from the, the house falling on him doesn't he what? I thought he died. I thought we find out that he dies in the next episode when it's all orange and red. Yeah, yeah, but like, um, like, but he, yeah, was, he fell.
1: The thing, the thing, on, um, on both of him. them, big guy didn't die. Yeah. On Tamo's dead.
0: Right.
2: Mm. Mm. And Nassildo was with them, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they probably. couldn't
0: find him. He's nearby, but they can't find him. Yeah. Um, no, no, because he, he, he rescues,
1: like, he's trying to, like, hold up the, the door or something to get some other people out, and then he dies
0: mm. um from that house wow and that is the end of the recap for episode six we took um, double the time <laughs> we took double the time maybe we should continue do you guys want to do episode seven Huh? huh, huh, huh i want to knock it all out seven. today to
1: be honest but i think we gotta yeah. be we gotta be quicker
2: we gotta be quicker yeah do you reckon the, the number eight as well because we've already kind of spoiled it we should <laughs> like, if we have eight yeah. different
1: episode, it would be weird yeah yeah,
2: for sure.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll keep it all condensed there and I'll just kind of, you know, label it as yeah. uh, a nice little label that says Episode 6, 7, and 8. Ta da! Boom! Boom! Um, just a quick rating for Episode 6. For, for me, I gave it a 8 out of 10, or eight po- sorry, eight 8.5 out of 10. Ooh. Tony?
1: No, no, we should go to Arby first so we can go like a, a ah. shit sandwich. You know what
0: I mean? No, not sh- yeah, shit sandwich. Arby.
2: Surely, surely there's a th- four at least lingering there. Well, I was going to be generous and give it a five. <laughs> okay, 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 five is good. Five is good, Tony.
1: I'm with you on like the uh, the eight eight point five. I felt good about this after episode five, which was like a four for us. This was mm. pleasant.
0: It was very very pleasant, I, and, I, and I think that's probably the reason why I'm giving it such a high rating because I'm comparing it to the rest of the series, and the rest of the series is just a snorefest. Yeah, it's like not, Abi was saying. It's a cure for insomnia.
1: It's not like a like a The Wire 8.5, but it's definitely a Rings of Power 8.5 in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Which is
2: like a Wire. 3. Yeah, it's like a Wire three.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <clears throat> I can't relate to that reference. Sorry, I never saw it. Oh, you have to see it. I hear about it. I hear about it. Okay, um, let's jump into episode 7. I'm pretty sure you guys have the show notes in front of you. You do? Yes-ish?
2: Yeah, kind of? I don't have 7, I don't think.
0: Uh, Let me send this to you. I need to go into this here. Get your email address again. Copy. There you go. Should have it now. Episode 7. cool cool um all right so <clears throat> just let me know when you got it um before yeah, yeah. you got it nice nice so this episode is called the eye and my biggest criticism of this episode i'm straight right off the bat is that we didn't even see the eye <laughs> <If> <laughs> do you remember true. that tony yeah. yeah i was like dude why is the episode called the eye like we didn't even get to see the eye i get it the eye is being formed the volcano the like mordor blah 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 you wanted to call the episode mordor didn't you yeah i was like i mean it seems more fitting to call it mordor than the eye like i mean you know have some kind of relativity well not relativity, but you know have some kind of relation to the title of the episode and i think that's what they do with a lot of these episodes they they call it a thing and it's got like Nothing to do with the actual episode. It's like um, Udun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's called Udun. And I guess that means something to people that really know Alvin language. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, what does that to do with the episode? Really?
1: Realistically, I've never cared about the names of TV show episodes until yeah. doing this podcast. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why I made it a thing. I, I think it's just because, like, there are some episodes where it's the title has some some thematic um you know some 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 kind of theme to do with that title you know within the episode and Mm. i think that's why i brought it up i was like oh cool the eye we're gonna get to see the eye and all we see is just fog like red and orange fog
1: (laughs) which i thought was actually kind of cool
0: (laughs) kind of cool kind of cool um so we're back with the same director charlotte brainstorm uh this episode is one hour and 12 minutes so a little bit longer than the previous one and um, we're actually just going to get straight into the recap with this one, right? So, we start off with Galadriel, she awakens covered in ash and red lightning, the world around her burns, that flaming horse from Avatar runs by, no, I'm kidding, there's no Avatar horse. <laughs> I actually didn't Is know the one? flaming horse in Avatar. I was thinking, did you guys ever watch that, um... <laughs> I thought it was
2: Rapidan. Oh,
0: shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, um, you're a nerd, man. You're a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> what a ponytail? What's up, you? <laughs> I mean, look at what he's wearing. I just realized you're wearing Goku's outfit. Oh, yeah. Oh, DBZ. Damn. Yeah, that's right. DBZ represent. I don't have a DBZ sound effect here, sorry. I think the closest to that is. Uh, just scream. Nah, that's that's actually not even close. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I'm clapping because it's DBZ. There you go. Uh, (coughs) Judgment Day has arrived. Our hero searches for survivors and bumps into Theo. Do we agree that Galadriel or Blanadriel uh, is our hero, by the way?
1: Officially. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did appreciate that she did seem to have a more of an empathetic side for once and was True. more of a kid. I liked her in this episode sure. like she's sure. she's
1: cool she's open she's vulnerable and like she accepts that like like she accepts the
0: circumstances right
1: well me and, like River you, you and I were talking about in the episode like she wasn't actually responsible for this as such like she just kind of had no mm. impact on it um but she feels bad and I like that because like previous Galadriel would have just been like oh I want to cut some more stuff yeah
0: she shows some empathy, which is really nice. Vulnerability of the character—that's what we needed to see a long time ago. Why wait till
2: episode seven? But, but um, the, she made a bit of a logical, like uh, mishap. So she just said to um, Theo that now that the skies are covered with darkness, that the orcs can come out at any time. Mm-hmm. But then she gives her only weapon to Theo, <laughs> an inexperienced guy, When she should be the one. I know. To, like, know I actually made that technique.
0: comment to Tony, too. I was like, why is she giving the weapon to him? Like, he's like a nobody.
1: Doesn't she have, like, the mini the, the dagger? Like, the very inefficient weapon? <laughs> <laughs> the weapon that never gets used? use isn't that one much more size appropriate for a guy like Theo in hindsight? True. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: But then it would ruin... It would ruin like its
2: whole purpose in episode eight. It's way more expensive. <laughs> like I, I can see why she wouldn't yeah. do it.
0: Probably got stats. Uh...
2: Yeah, it's like elven steel. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Elden, Elden Theo's getting well.
0: attacked by orcs, and the only thing that she can give to him is the dagger, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe just use your fist. <laughs> 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 just strangle him, dude. You're all right." Um. Uh. Nearby, a dude burns like Anakin Skywalker, but nobody pays him much attention. Um, what is that dude again? He's a guy that's like burning. I don't think he's got a name, right? Just a rando. No. Yeah, a lot of dead nice. randos in this episode. A lot of dead randos. A lot of dead bodies. of sifts through the wreckage and finds his friends Valandil and Altanamo trapped under a burning log. After Bruce waning the debris, the former slides out while the others well, the other decides He's seen enough fire in his lifetime and dies. <laughs> See you later, Guantanamo. Thank you for coming to the show. Yeah, well, we talked about What is things. that name, by the way? Guantanamo um, Bay. Yeah, I know. That's the first thing I thought about when when they said Guantanamo. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Are they trying to say they were inspired by like Guantanamo Bay or something? That was weird. Because that's, that's not like a Lord of the Rings name, is it? Surely.
2: They can just make yeah. up names now. There's nothing
0: outside. You you, you got these cool names like Valendil and Arendir, and then you have (laughs) Ontamo. So He's the loser name for the loser kid. (laughs) The loser name for the loser kid. The kid that gets bullied. (laughs) Elsewhere, Queen Regent saves one of those token movie mothers who inexplicably cowers inside a burning home with her children so that such a scene can happen before the structure collapses, trapping a sildo inside. I think.
1: <laughs> so I think the only thing I kind of want to say about this whole scene, um, and this is kind of funny for me because I usually don't care about this kind of stuff. But you mentioned this when we were watching it. I thought it was cool the way everything looks kind of nuclear fallouty, like it's like it's hazy, it's Bernie, it's grey. It was beautiful.
0: I think this is some of the best photography they've done in the whole series. Yeah,
1: I just liked it. I mean, it was, was cool. that was that accurate? Because I know you're a meteorologist. <laughs>
2: no it looks good like some some places the show really shows like good use of its budget Mm. but other times it doesn't it's like you have 60 million dollars like what is this like amateur crap (laughs) yeah there are
0: so many scenes that actually look super amateur i'm like where's the budget gone like why why does the cinematography just look really cheap here whereas like in this this opening scene Even some of the nice sequences, they look really well shot, really well lit, good use of budget, but especially like this orange haze thing, it it really feels like they're in whatever uh, a tragedy would be with volcanic eruption and all that kind of stuff, right? Like, actually, I was saying that Tony reminded me of um, the bushfires here in Sydney, you know, a couple of years ago. Like, that's what it looked like in amongst these towns. It was just like red haze everywhere and stuff. No volcanoes, but I guess like bushfires is as close as to volcanoes we're going to get. But yeah, I think this scene, this orange haze stuff looks really, really good. Yeah, You are going to say something? No, <laughs> I was, was going to jump ahead. head, so. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. We cut to half foot. Okay, let's skip the half <laughs> Uh
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit like, you know, nori. But is it, is it the part where um, he injures his hand and then he's healing it? And then Nori grabbed no, his no, hand. That's, that's like it said five. five. That yeah. was awful. Is it five? Yeah, oh, that okay. was really awful. What did you think about that? Hey, Oh, I oh, thought I was so stupid on Nori's part. <laughs> Everything she does is stupid, though. Yeah. No, the one
1: thing I want to talk about in this scene, I, that's why I was going to jump ahead to it, because I kind of want to mm. skip through it, but it pisses yeah. me off the half foots so They always go on about how cool they are and how they help each other and how, and, you know... And then I've always—I've gone in a bit of detail about, like, oh, you know, they're the only ones that brag about how friendly they are to each other, and yet, at the same time, are willing to take the wheels off someone's caravan in order to straight-up mm. murder them, but then in this one, <laughs> the land is all dead. So they're like, hey, Nori, get your wizard friend to do something. So he does something. It doesn't go great, right? The, the branch falls down. And you know what they do? They kick him out of the group. Right after yeah. he fails. It's stupid, dude. It's like, stupid. Sadok <laughs> is like, oh, you know what? I think you've got to, here's your map, here's your stuff, Get the get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then the day later... It worked. They've all got plants. They're all happy. No mm. one thinks to bring him back. No one yeah. thinks to apologize. These guys yeah. are assholes. They're all terrible people. I hate them all.
0: Dude, they're terrible people, man. They're... Everyone's clearly from Newtown. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they... <laughs> like It's so stupid because like they, they've done this time and time again in the previous episodes where they do something stupid, they get in the way, and then they just blame the... Gandalf guy The Gandalf that's not Gandalf It's like Ha, ha gotcha moment Which wasn't really A gotcha mm-hmm. moment When we actually re- Revealed mm-hmm. that it's Gandalf <laughs> It might not be um, Gandalf
1: still But it probably is oh,
3: yeah.
1: man
0: It's funny Like that's what I was Saying to you from Episode Was it episode 1 Where we see him No epi- Yeah end of episode 1 Right he lands In the meteor Whatever it is Yeah And I say to Tony I was like Dude this guy's Gandalf man Like straight away <laughs> I, was I, was like, is- I was gagging For him to be Sauron <laughs> So at the start of episode <laughs> 8 I was like Enthralled. He's
3: sour, and and, and
0: and I was like taken. I was like kind of like you know drifting with the whole romantic idea that yeah he is sour. And I was like oh my god he is sour. i just kind of playing you know playing along with the episode. I loved that. And then yeah yeah it was cool. But then I look at that anyway. No, I'll talk about episode eight when we get to it. Okay. On <laughs> um, track. The group catches. The group catches up with Sadok, who stands above volcanic debris. Ah,
1: skip it, and no, skip
2: it, Yeah, who cares about the half-foot? <laughs> Elsewhere. Actually, did you have
0: anything to say
1: about the half foot?
2: No, just that they're despicable people. I'm yeah, <laughs> <we're> not very excited <laughs> to talk about <laughs> it. We all agree huh? on how, yeah, half-foot, nah. Yeah. They're more
0: like, I don't know, quarter-foot. I don't know what I'm trying to do. That doesn't sound very offensive either. Elsewhere, um... Bartosz Durin's father in Casa Doom. He needs the dwarves' help to save his people and gets down on one knee to demonstrate his humility. Durin Sr., a.k.a. the king, asked to speak with Jun- uh, Durin Jr. alone. His decision... <laughs> <laughs> If (laughs) beep them elves, Uh, he doesn't want to risk dwarf lives to save elves. And this is this is actually the cool thing. Both me and Tony actually really enjoy this part of the series. Is the relationship between the dwarves and the elves, which is represented primarily between three people. Well, actually, between two people. Right, Durin Junior and Um Alrond. I think their relationship is awesome in this in this whole series. It's the best, most believable, best chemistry out of all the characters and I love it and we missed we missed out on you know Durin and our own relationship in the last episode we didn't get any of them and I think that's also partly the reason why we enjoyed the last episode is because we realized that we enjoyed it without the help of the Durin and our own relationship so that was a good sign of a good episode now we're back to the story which is great recapping with um you know what they have to do about this whole kind of relationship thing and this is also the episode where there's quite a bit of emotion showed by Durin as well oh he cries a lot you know it's actually kind of
1: interesting here so i've actually had some time to think about it and i realized i think i like this relationship purely because of their chemistry with each other and the fact that like it's just channeling gimli and legolas like i just Mm. like that Um, when I try and think about this storyline sort of critically, the idea that there is a magic metal that can fix a tree that's going to keep elves alive. And then the Mm. King doesn't want to mine that tree, like that, those rocks, because he's scared of like caves falling down. But then the fact that like the Prince is willing to kind of ruin the entire Dwarven, um, race to help one guy. Like it's not a great storyline from a pure like storyline beat perspective in my Mm. opinion, but I just mm. like these two as characters and these two as actors. I don't know, Abby, yeah. what
2: are your thoughts? I think, like, given their viewpoints, they're both justified, both um, during senior and junior, because uh, they both see things the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's there's good justification, good explanation. Did you? I, mean, I, I think there's, like, just good reasoning behind both of the arguments, even though they clash quite a lot and disagree are you like sort of with us in the sense that like do you enjoy like this particular
1: plotline or do you think i could like what are your thoughts on the plot line in general
2: um with do you mean with mithril being like the this life-saving oh the whole um, thing the whole
1: thing advice like thoughts on the whole Durin elrond plan. yeah
2: I, i'm not a fan of what they chose mithril to be like that's not what mithril's purpose is Ooh, really oh please yeah, please that's enlighten that's us with this tolkien knowledge well, it didn't have it didn't have some magical healing quality oh. in the in the books. Wow! It, it was just a really really strong metal, light and strong. So the Lord of the Rings trilogy
0: holds true to what a mithril is in the book, is what you're saying. Yes. And then yes. in the series, they've pretty much created all these kind of subplots and descriptions yeah. on certain artifacts.
2: They imbued it with this magical quality to make it a plot device. Right.
0: They don't even explain. Yeah. Who imbued it with this magic, right?
2: Well, they, no, they did. They, the lightning struck the tree and then it what? went down into...
0: So the, it, was yeah. like, it was like... No, the Balrog uh, and uh, story. the Elf, was it?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: like, so it was basically like Thor and the Asgardians that just gave them power to like... <laughs> kind of, yeah. The, the middle. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So. Oh, Okay, that sounds so disappointing.
1: <laughs> but... <clears throat> Yeah, I do enjoy, like, sort of Deesa, Durin, like, how they, like, they just kind of joke with each other and stuff, and then when...
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, it's probably the most emotional I get in this show is just watching them interact with each other, like, seeing that Elwyn is going to die, and Durin is, like, very emotionally Mm. captured by that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and you see the... You see the genuine care that they have for their relationship, you know, both Elrond and Drew, and that's what I really like about it. It, it humanizes the mm-hmm. s- the story a bit more, it kind of makes us connect on a level that we probably should connect with the other characters, you know? Yeah,
2: like they're the most human. Yeah, I think they had the best dynamic in the show. Mm-hmm. Sure. The like, I'm jumping ahead a little dynamic.
0: bit, but like,
1: when they talk about like the competition and how Elrond kind of says, you know, you didn't beat me, I was just winded, I lost on purpose, so I just wanted to mm-hmm. talk to you. Like, mm-hmm. I hate that because I hate how elves are better than everyone at everything. It pisses me
0: off. <laughs> and but then we find out that he actually just faked it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Tony was so disappointed he was like, no, because I thought that Aaron actually lost because he's an elf that finally loses. And. Yeah, I want that. But I was telling you, dude, I was telling you, dude, I was like, dude, nah, nah there's no way, it's Cap. Like, I'm pretty sure Aaron was just like putting it on, but it was believable enough for me to think, "Oh, okay, maybe Aaron being an elf, like he, maybe he did lose, Yeah. but he actually didn't." But I do like, on. like it's just kind yeah. of like a
2: broy kind of moment between
1: them, so I love that.
2: Yeah, it didn't. Um, it didn't. I didn't have too much issue with that because it, when you look at Legolas and Lord of the Rings, like the v t he was capable of, like elves are on like another superhuman level
1: yeah. like i don't want them to
2: be superhuman <laughs> i want them to have like their skills they're
1: smarter they're agile i don't Agiler, know yeah man agile and the dwarves should be stronger and rock breakier <laughs> yeah you're yeah. saying you're,
0: you're, you're trying to say that the dwarves should have stronger brute strength Is probably what you're saying that right? makes sense they should be better at breaking rocks. At,
1: you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah i agree yeah one of those things, eh? But I guess elves are just like the Kryptonians of Middle Earth or this whole world. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it was fun watching them kind of just chill and laugh and be happy. I like that.
0: It was. It's really cool. It was really cool. Uh, later, Disa, Disa angrily objects to Durin Sr.'s decision. She calls him an old fool and claims him he, claims that he has lice in his beard, but then calms down and apologizes. Quote, I don't like it when you make fun of my mom. Uh, unquote, she tells Durin. Well, in her case, she does have lice in her hair. But <laughs> the jokes are actually really cool. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the the jokes between all the dwarves. It's pretty funny. The dwarves and the half foots continue to be the best thing about this show. <laughs> um, just the dwarves continue to be the best thing about this show. <laughs> Maybe because they act like actual people? Question um, mark. Aaron appears, notes Durin's um, sad expression, and gets the guest, I guess this is goodbye um actually like it, it felt so shocking because i wasn't expecting the departure to happen so quick i was like oh we're actually cutting straight to a goodbye here and then Duran is like i think i mentioned it to you when we were watching the episode i was like oh dude is crying dude and he's just like full-on cries the yeah scene. i love that <laughs> yeah it's great and it's such a believable cry i think it's just he's a great actor good performer the yuff boy assures him that they will meet again unless we're all dead that is it's funny because i mentioned it's like dude the alpha is not going to cry like he's going to say something really poetic and philosophical and metaphorical or something and that's his way of saying goodbye and that we'll meet again and this whole kind of like altruistic send-off that the elves always do i i kind of i i do like it sometimes i don't like it all the time sometimes like really dude you're just gonna have this like Poem that you just flipped out. <laughs> they
1: they can't cry. They're like the non-emotional monsters of the world. So, uh, but he
0: do, he does show a little bit of emotion in this. Episode, he, he does like because he like a- he shows it like not in front of Durin, but he shows it in front of somebody else. Half elf.
3: Oh,
0: a- <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, is that true? By the way, Arby? is that his character? What was that? Sorry? Is Aron in the books half elf, half human, or half? Yes. Oh, he is. Okay, cool. So so they yes. stuck to that.
2: Yeah. Okay. So. Isn't that this episode seven where Galadriel mentioned that Kellerborn um, Yeah, the dry, this one. Her husband. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that's a, another complete departure from the plot. Like Celeborn's alive; she's married to him. They actually have a daughter, which is actually Elrond's El- El- wife, Arwen's <laughs> <El-Lon's laughs> mother. Wait, yeah. that would
0: have... Galadriel- oh God.
2: Galadriel yeah. is Elrond's mother-in-law. Yeah. So Elrond's like
0: oh, kind of God. a pedo
1: in in Elfland. Is Elrond yeah. like a pedo? No. Because, like, Galadriel's, like, his age, and he's getting with her
2: daughter. <laughs> they're not the same age. She's yeah. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: Galadriel's, like, super old. Like, how old is she here? Like, maybe a thousand years or something?
2: Elrond feels old, too. I, I know in the Lord of the Rings timeline, she's about three thousand or something. Then. And Elrond's,
1: like, a thousand or something?
2: Yeah, I think Elrond's two thousand
1: Oh,
0: so they're, like, a thousand years different. Okay, that's normal. What's one thousand year difference <laughs> really?
2: Actually no, I think I think Arwen was two thousand. Okay. Arwen?
0: Yeah. Oh uh Liv Tyler's character. But Elrond is yeah. Arwen's dad. Yeah, so
2: he must be older than
0: okay, that's Oh the... yeah, I totally forgot that. Yeah. Arwen has a yeah. daughter. Arwen. Yeah. Arwen. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez, it's just too many things going on. Um Uh we cut to Arwen is amazing at um guilting people into following his will, he leaves head down, casting a sorrowful glance over his shoulder in a good measure. Durin tosses the Mithril aside and the rock lands next to the Auron's rotted leaf and instantly the black goo subsides. Oh shit! He says. That's what he actually said, right? Oh shit! Mithril is indeed the key! (laughs) Auron! And and Auron hears
1: him, right? I actually can't remember that. Yeah, because he's mining with Auron right behind him. And that's when they had the cool conversation.
0: That's when they had the cool conversation. Yes, yes, yes. That's coming back to me. Uh, We cut back to Blenladryl uh, and co. Continuing their search for survivors. I can't tell how big this group is. Last week's battle was a small skirmish, but we saw a good number of people die. You'd think the volcano would have wiped out more of them but there are quite a few of them moving about in the forest this is kind of one of those things where i can imagine like the shooting schedule would have been like hey we need extras we need like 40 extras on this day we need 60 on this day we need 20 on this day and it might have been a kerfuffle to kind of get the schedules accurate and they would have just (laughs) they would have just thrown the extras in the back you're like hey that's about that much whatever yeah yeah. i think that's because i noticed that dude I, i noticed in the episode i was like what I thought there was heaps of people that died like in the, <laughs> in the rubble and shit. and how is there so many people just walking through the forest? Like where did they all come from? Uh, did you notice that? No, no, That's not really. Me. I was just like,
1: I don't remember at all. Like how many I, I just kind
0: of brought it, I just brought it down to the fact that, uh, uh you know, what, they just would have had extras all in one week, you know, and they, the shooting the shooting schedules probably would have been super tight. Um And then what you just said here, well, just Chuck Hitch was this much in the scene and the director Man, probably nah. wouldn't have paid attention.
1: I bought into it. I was like, oh, you know, we had a lot of people dead off screen, can't see him, not really part of it. People on screen, some alive, okay.
0: Oh, so <laughs> cool, we've got survivors. There we go, there we go. Um, Queen, Regent, and Valendil are st- are also alive and deliver some bad news to lendor Isildur is dead. I mean, he, he's not really dead. We know that. Um, I, This was... The part where I thought it was a little bit disappointing. Because we don't see Isildur, like, forever now. We don't see him in this episode. We don't see him in episode 8. And I'm kind of like, Did you want more Isildur in your life? Because I didn't have that Uh, feeling. I don't know. (laughs) I I just think the way he kind of exits season 1, it felt completely unfinished. Because I
1: I think they're trying... I mean, it's really weird that they do this because we know he's alive. But, like, I uh think they tried to sell... That's again
0: that thing that Arby was saying before. It's like very contrived storytelling.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're trying to sell the fact that he's dead. I think without showing it. But yeah,
2: yeah, they're trying to copy the the Aragon storyline um, where, oh, where he disappears, where he supposedly
0: dies in the Two yeah, Towers. Yeah, yeah, by the Wag Rider.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he falls off the edge. I remember that now. Oh man, mm. yeah. bro,
0: great movie, movie that one. Love yeah. it. Number two best it. one. Love it. Best one. Ah ah ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Hold your tongue. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, Galadriel and Theo have separated from the group in search for other survivors. How did everyone get so separated? They were partying together moments before the big explosion, but somehow the massive group of Southlanders has splintered into various factions and spread out all over the land. <laughs> Theo wants to be a soldier, and Galadriel gives him her sword. Whoa, he says, hoping this weapon doesn't require blood to activate. <laughs> Uh, back with Queen Regent she pestes Elendil with um, unending questions are we there yet <laughs> how much further until we're out of the smoke <clears throat> the last question causes Elendil to pause uh, there is no smoke you're either high or blind I don't think that was the actual line in the, mo- in the series by the way no 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 I think uh, I think that was just interjected it there. was fantasy or <laughs> fantasy era well
1: yeah th- th- these recaps are very like modern which is it's fun
0: modern. Yeah. It's a like modern recap. Um, back with the half-woods. Uh, maybe we'll skip with the half-woods here. <laughs> Wait, let me see what he says. Yeah, Sadok tells him to leave. We, we've covered that. Yeah, we've covered that. I mean, Sadok is a bit of a bitch, and I, I'm kind of glad that he died. <laughs> really? Are, are you... He, yeah, he turns. Yeah, he's... I don't know, dude. He, like, he's just like all the other half-foot. He's just kind of more elder and you know, to tries be fair, to present himself a little bit more wise, but really, he's just another fool. I'm going to um, insert some p-
1: politics into this, because I know, Abi, you were saying that they were trying to do it. Like, he sh- was always trying to be, like, a nice guy to not murder anyone, but he was the leader of this group, and he
0: abided from a lot of murderings. Oh, uh, so dude. He like, he's yeah, of course. He, he's, the, he's the pretentious guy that's that, you know... Um, Whispers into Mm. the ears of the leaders and, you know, really he's the one in
1: control. No, I mean, Sadok is the leader. And, like, because he's always like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. Oh, the brandyfoot let to leave them. But at the same time, he's like, your dad's got a broken foot. I'm going to put you at the end. Uh, Realistically, he was murdering that family.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, No, he speaks with her mum. I wish the stranger had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. Uh, So do all who live... Uh, to see such times, blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's not <but> true. <laughs>
2: I know, right? I know. Uh, There's also, oh, sorry, there was one more significant change from the law. Um, you know, Pharazon. Yes. And the queen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So in, in the law, Pharazon's actually the king. She's not the like. He's the leader, and he's such a badass that he makes sour on his bitch. Like, like Sauron is scared of him. What in in wow. what in
1: Hal, Halbred form or in Sauron form?
2: Like in the in the Lord 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 of Lord form. Wow, what does he do? Because oh. he had like the biggest army ever. Sauron was too scared to well, challenge you're him. you saying
0: that Farazon's like a, like a big deal in the in the law. Yeah,
2: he's supposed to be like a way bigger deal. Oh my
0: God, do you reckon they'll explore it in season two then? Because you know now the Kings dead. And this is probably his opportunity Edmurel to become Brian. the ruler. That could, that could be really the case. Yeah, they got five
1: seasons to pad out here, right? Like, they've got to make this thing last. Oh,
0: that makes me excited for Farazon's character. Because Tony really likes mm. Farazon. I kind of don't really care about Farazon, But um, that makes me excited, though. I, I did kind of get excited at the fact that the king died. I mean, I'm not preying on anybody to die, but you know what I mean. Like, the king's dead. This is gonna give Rise an opportunity to like a, It's gonna be a vacuum. Yeah, it's gonna be a vacuum. It's gonna be a potential tyrant or whatever. And the or queen maybe is not blind. A tyrant and just like yeah. and the queen is blind. So it's like it's perfect. Perfect like character building for I guess Farazon. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens. Is farazon
1: like evil or is he like um good and powerful? Uh, he's,
0: no, I think he was good. Okay. He kinda gives me evil vibes. Why does he give me kind he, of
2: like he gives Because vibes? he's a man <laughs> He's a man with all- <laughs> come on <laughs> not no, all men like, even like Halbrand have you noticed like the only man like in the show which is like shown in any kind of competent light was Halbrand and he he's the main villain at the end of the day
0: mm. like everyone else
2: is kind of like Aaron is like, like bit,
0: kind of like bright and starry
2: but even he needs to be
0: saved by Bronwyn all the time oh but he's he's taken on some <sighs> he, he, he's got a high kill count but anyway yeah <laughs> No, nah, but he's just a he's just a human with pointy ears, dude. <laughs> I think the elves are in a nice state. Uh, They've yeah, got really good barbers in this universe, yeah. dude. Like, how'd they get that? Um, we're going to jump to... We lead back to Gladriel. Uh, this is one of those um, filler episodes <laughs> where characters just kind of talk for an hour and the show doesn't uh, much progress plot-wise. Um, and this is kind of true. I, I, I did think... This episode was not as good as episode six. Oh, for sure. It, it, it was slow. I think it needed it, though. It, it kind of, yeah, it needed to take a little bit of a break from the chaos that happened in the previous like, episode, which I get. Because
1: you've got to sell it, right? Like, if the volcanoes just come and destroyed like, a big part of the world, um, mm-hmm. you've got
0: to sell it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, some arrived arrive to provide some tension, but since they like the ability to, lock, to look down... Blandriel um, and Thea are sparred. Uh Deep in the bowels of khazad Doom, Durin and Auron secretly mine the tunnels for Mithril. At one point, Durin realizes Auron allowed his dwarf pal to win the rock-crushing Contest, which also crushed the dreams of Tony when he realizes that yeah. this was
1: all a fake. Fun scene. Don't like elves being Superman, but fun scene. This is honestly my favorite scene in the episode. That's cool though, yeah. and possibly my favorite scene in the
0: show. I don't know. Oh, really? I
1: don't okay. know. I, I just I like these two hanging out, and this was like a very fun time of them doing yeah. that. Actually, like no, them doing stuff together. Their and in- their, their intro was probably more fun. Sorry.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, this makes Duran laugh. There's some emotional weight in the scenes between this, those two. Um, it would be great to maybe spend a bit more time with them, especially in season two. I'd love to spend way more time with them, exploring yeah. their relationship. And I want to see the relationship go through like heartache as well. You know, I, I want I want their relationship to go through some <clears throat> traumatic events together. You know, push each other away, kind of thing, and then re- eventually rekindle that back to some kind of tropey way. That that'd be kind of cool. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. King Durin arrives and is like, "WFT, what w- the t- face?" <laughs> no. He, t- he tosses, he hastily tosses Aaron out of the mountain. It's funny how Aaron gets kicked out. It's it's kind of like one of those sitcommy cuts that they do. Yeah, it's like they have this argument and then. The door kind of shuts behind him. I'm like, wow, that's a very kind of sitcommy edit cut. They're showing Jeff from Fresh Prince. <laughs> <if> <laughs> Dude, it was, yeah, it's exactly like what I like. That's exactly what I mean. It's, it's kind of like a weird yeah. comedy cut. And I was like, I thought I, I, sort of stood back for a bit. I was like, what? That's a weird edit. Would for, it be would, That have been show? better. Like I feel like
1: uh, that would have been great. Like just an elf just, just throws him out. You get, you get <laughs> like the shot like from
0: underneath. Same i mean they might as well right like it it was such a strange cut that that's the kind of cut you see in sitcoms it was just really odd um king Durin tries to uh, tries his hand at the guilt game your mom thought you were a good dwarf you were supposed to move mountains blah 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 i have the higher ground no i'm kidding (laughs) Uh, so it's a typical, you know, father and son fight. They exchange angry words about wife, mother, and the king. Basically, says, "You're no longer my son." So dramatic. I think
1: this scene is kind of interesting in the sense that, um, like, a lot of the points each of them are making, I think, actually make sense. Like, the mm. king is like, you know, you were weak. I did. A, like, he's trying to like say, I was a father to you. I really helped you, and he's putting his side first. Um, when you know the prince talks about like you 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 cut any ambition off you don't let me do anything like that, I, I think it's kind of one of those things that i enjoy where both sides actually have a decent point a lot of times in these mm-hmm. kind of shows when people have arguments um the one side is just clearly wrong and they're a terrible person and you hate them and this one was <laughs> i can sort of see
0: both this was yeah yeah exactly and i think i also mentioned that as well like i actually see both both of the arguments, I think both of the arguments are strong. Neither one is right nor wrong. They just have different perspectives. They both want the same thing, you know. I think they both want their people to be safe. But you know, uh, Durin also wants the best for his best friend, um, and he's he's pretty much doing this. Like the way I see it, like Durin's doing this in in respect for his friendship with Ar- Aron, as opposed to doing it for the Alvin race. Am I understanding that correctly?
1: But, I mean, that strikes true to me.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Abby? Like, it's like—is that what you get from this relationship? Do you think Durin is doing this more in spite of, uh, um, you know, his relationship with Elrond, or he's actually doing it for the elves?
2: Well, I'd say they're one and the same thing. Because if he's trying to support Elrond, and Elrond's trying to support the elves, then it's kind of the A equals B equals C kind mm. of thing. But he, yes, yes. But if
1: Elrond died by a knife then he doesn't care about or I bet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> depends on the knife, man. It depends if it's from Valinor. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, later, Poppy wanders down a river and spots a massive footprint. Eminem and his followers are nearby. Wait, they're calling him Eminem, too? That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, there's a few ones. There's a few. There's Feminine. <laughs>
3: feminine. <laughs>
0: That's slim lady oh gosh slim lady actually like uh, yeah. yeah i didn't know what to call
1: him like uh, you call him the witches i was gonna call him the witches but now you're calling him i know but like I'm like, like this,
0: this 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 person is pretty androgynous you know like this person looks more female than dude to me
2: yeah well she's got a rack
0: yeah she <laughs> does have a rack right like was i seeing like if i think about it, it's like yeah i'm pretty sure she had boobs Anyway, yeah. Eminem and his followers are nearby, presumably tracking the stranger. They touch the stranger's regrown tree and catches scent. Nori tries to steer them away in another direction, but they instead burn the holy shit out of the Half-Foot's wagons and, and belongings. So I guess they're all getting left behind, right? Yeah.
1: They don't have any stuff. But you know what's actually funny? I remember when we were watching this with you, you are like, finally, they're in danger.
3: <laughs> I was just like, holy
0: shit, dude. I know. know. <laughs> it's like, great great bringing in some danger but then the disappointing yeah. thing is that like eminem and his posse they they don't even do anything that much like they just kind of do that and that's about it i mean they burn the village
1: yeah and then they're not trying to it. kill them i guess they're trying to just nah
0: they're a bunch of weirdos by the way i'll be who are these people in the books i
2: don't know oh <laughs> they' just made up characters <laughs> I don't know. They could be. It's Like I said, it's been a long time since I've gone this far. Back. I guess I,
0: I totally believe the idea that they are made up characters just to kind of have this contrived subplot of making us believe that Sauron is actually Gandalf and Gandalf is not Gandalf and blah, blah, blah. But really, it's yeah. not. It's kind of, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, they kind
0: of look cool, though. I mean like the like M and M kinda looks cool. Looks super creepy. Looks like Satan from Passion of the Christ as well. I was you know? quite
1: excited about them because they look creepy and they do cool stuff. They
0: look creepy, yeah. Yeah. But they, but then like that's kind of it. Like they don't actually do anything more than No, that.
1: to be fair, when they say, you know, we've been waiting for you a long time, Lord Sauron, they did some cool mm. like that was cool. That was a cool thing. Oh yeah. Ended up being yeah, a I twist. Was kind
0: of, but mm.
1: it got me excited.
0: Yeah uh back with the Lindor, the orange filter has been removed which means we're out of the fire the Lindor tries to steadily uh steady Isildur's horse but uh the horse won't listen anymore so they set the animal free i never would have pulled the off on board uh, Lindor says with a straight face speaking of which blandro and thea arrive at the camp we get some game of thrones ish post-war surgical scenes for reasons i guess it's a family show but it's not really a family show and it's kind of true because yeah, you know, episode one to five is like pretty pg actually close to being g and then all of a sudden we get to episode six and seven it's like oh dude it's like walking dead oh yeah, yeah it's
1: <laughs> a lot of gross stuff in this episode
0: <laughs> super super not as much in the last one but like yeah <laughs> um, Theo searches the corpse for his mom and ev- eventually finds her still adorned in her trusty blue apron. Adore, <laughs> Aaron dear, is there too? Uh, you know the whole classic, like all the all the hero characters kind of appear slowly in the background and blah 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 blah. And he's I was got, like, "This is cheesy." He accepts his stepdad now. Me. I'm very happy about that. His surrogate stepdad. I think he's a legit stepdad.
1: He's I didn't the role. see any
0: papers signed, dude. I didn't see any legal documents signed. There are no
1: legal documents in this world. You just gonna have, like, a, a freaking... Uh, that is not true. An, an there a is a
0: document... That is not true. There is a document that she uses to trace the history of the king.
1: Yeah, I just <laughs> don't know how you can trust that. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, how, how trustworthy is the they scroll? They clearly you know? got to the
1: end of the paper, right? Like, there was no space. Conceivably, <laughs> you could have... <laughs> Gone like in another 10 generations. Are
0: you, are you saying Halbrand could have had a strong argument to be like, dude, like they ran out of paper, man? Yeah, it's yeah, like, <laughs> like there's, there's a line going down and they just ran out, you know. <laughs> the guy on this job moved companies, yeah, and they ran out of ink, dude. And it takes a long time to get ink from the rocks. Come on, <laughs> um, well, not really. Queen Regent dresses like a Ninja Turtle and sits atop. Atomic- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, she she looked a little bit more like uh, Sandra Bullock from, um, what's that movie? Yeah.
1: You know what I find so weird about this? When she first finds out she's blind, she's like, don't tell anyone. No one needs to know. And she's trying really hard to hide it. And then, straight away, blindfold. Like, is she hiding it or not? I don't get that. <laughs> she probably doesn't
0: know she's got the blindfold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. But I mean, honestly, this whole blindfold thing, this whole Queen region being blinding thing, I, it's so lame to me. I, I, It'd be
2: funny, like, if she left the blindfold on for like ages, but her vision recovered, but she couldn't tell because she had the blindfold on. <laughs> That's like season two. Um, Do
0: they open up episode one with her just like realizing that? Oh, she's actually got a side plate. Is
1: it yeah. kind of like The Simpsons? Yeah, you know when like Homer's is holding on to the the can, <laughs> and it's like, are you still holding on? And he's like, yeah. Uh, can imagine how she takes off. It's like you could have taken this off
0: like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> you are already healed. What are you doing still with it on?
2: She's like, oh.
0: <laughs> it's so it's so weird i find it so weird that she's blind like i don't know why they wrote this into her character like i get it it's probably like to give way for you know like king what's his name uh you know for him to kind of rise to to power whatever but you know he could they could have still done that without her being blind i don't get this whole thing of her being blind
1: I feel like they're trying really hard, cause at the start of the show, you, you you dislike her because she seems selfish and like not a good leader. And yeah, so, and they're trying
0: hard to, like, sorry, I'm just Yeah, to, yeah,
1: to yeah. heroicize her, I guess is what I was thinking. But yeah, were we you going to say something?
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say they're trying hard to make her interesting, because I don't think she's a very interesting person at all. I think they're just like trying she's... really hard to make her heroic, like, you know, she's blind and she still wants to fight, that kind of stuff. And she's gonna be like that blind character from Mortal Kombat eventually, where she gets her sword for the first time, and then she cuts everybody up, the same way that Blundell defeats everybody.
2: Was it? Was it in the beginning of this episode where she has the dream of the tidal wave coming? Ah, uh, no, that was coming?
0: episode four. I think it was. Was it? Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. She just like, like takes the baby. She sees the thing, um, the wave coming, and she doesn't have any like sense of consideration for <laughs> the baby. She's like, having. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care, dude. She just wants to take like yeah, the baby. They don't it. Um,
0: yeah. I don't know. It's it's just a weird thing like Queen Regent has always been a boring character for me she's very flat you know very shallow character she's just unlikable and it's like meh and then she becomes blind and I'm like okay cool now you're blind of a little bit of a little bit uh pops little Pops. of a gives a rousing speech to his downtrodden clan. We need to stay true to each other. This is Tony's favourite speech. I hate it. We need to stay true to each other, he reads from the Fellowship of the Ring Script. <laughs> uh, this inspires Nori to head out um, and find a stranger. I will find my friend, though I do not know the way. Uh, you have my loyalty and our uh, company and my stick and my arrow <laughs> and my axe <laughs> I feel like Dude, when, when this is happening, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this is so dumb." Are they actually just ripping off Fellowship with of the Ring*. What the hell's going on here?
1: I just hate the fact that like everything that they do here is just is just them like sort of going against things they've done in the past. It, it, it's like they are <laughs> whitewashing their own history. And you know what? I, I mentioned this in um, the episode itself when Sadok's wife says something like. And like, we need a tracker. It's like, you should go with them. You know, we need to support him. We, we, all this kind of stuff. And then he says, oh, damn it, woman. I wish you weren't right all the time. Literally an episode <laughs> ago, she says, <laughs> you know, should have yeah. taken their wheels off and left them to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so
0: weird, eh? Hey? She like, oh, said man. two
1: things in the episode so far. One of them was very, very wrong and in direct contrast to what she's saying now i
0: don't know it took me out of the episode yeah dude it's like she has a 50 50, 50, 50 like streak at the moment so it's like what are you trying to say
3: yeah <laughs>
0: you can't make a statement like that after she's been very egregiously wrong it's just so dumb it's so so dumb um, yeah, the new group heads off to find the stranger aka um Gandalf that we're trying to hide. Is this just a season two setup? Yeah, kind of um, are we not getting any answers regarding the stranger of this season? Yes, that's true we we only get everything by the time we get to the end of episode eight uh, we cut back to Queen Regent standing nobly at the bow of the ship. I keep wondering if she actually knows what she's uh, where she's at. <laughs> She doesn't know where she's at. She's blind now. <laughs> or if the Numenorians are just dicking around with her, I guess they're leaving. Uh, Blandriel watches from the top of a mountain. Oh shit, where's Halbrand? They rush to the tent and find the king who is injured. The wound uh, requires elvish medicine, so he gets the seeds. This is that scene where he gets the seeds. It is the scene where he gets the seeds, right?
1: No, that's um the one where he oh, tried to... No, oh that was uh, the one. Sorry, that was the previous um, one. That was, uh... Woman.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um... So let's uh, slowly walk through the camp, mount our horses, bid everyone goodbye, and leisurely head to Linden. In Casa Doom, Disa does her best Lady Macbeth impersonation by ensuring ensuring Durin that he's right and his father is wrong. Mithril belongs to us, and we will dig, damn it. Elsewhere, King Durin tells his boys to seal up the mine and tosses um, and tosses the no longer infected leaf into the pit and lands in the darkness but suddenly bursts into flame and then we see the balrog of casa doom okay so you need to educate us here on uh here a little bit here abby the balrog to my limited newbie understanding i thought there was only one balrog and he lives in
2: moria <laughs> yeah well that is the same one i think so Kas- it's the same doom is moria yeah is is doom moria is- I think so. It's it's another. Thing. See, I was oh, right,
0: Tony. Oh,
2: okay, that's. Cool. I was like, that's dude, cool. like I am
0: pretty sure, like, like isn't this like this whole world that we've been introduced to with the with the dwarf, dwarves and their kind of world, right? I am, I am like, I am pretty sure this is Moria, and it or at least it turns into Moria. Tony's like, no, nah, maybe not. I think this is just another place of the dwarves. So I was like, hmm, looks like Moria to me. <laughs> yes, it is it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's just the a same different thing. Name. So it was once called Casa Doom. And then is there any reason why they call it
2: the Minds of Moria? No, it's just two different names for the same thing. Oh. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I think one's the dwarven name and one's like the English interpretation or okay. something. Okay. Um, yeah, in the Balrog of Doom, he hasn't aged a
0: day, which is true because he looks exactly the same as um, the Fellowship of <laughs> We needed that. We needed that, yeah. Finally, Adar and his boys wander through the Southlands. They cheer him on. Lord of the Southlands! No! He says, we need a new name for this place. The title card informs us that they've decided to change the name from Southlands to Mordor. Oh, she... (laughs) I hated this, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, you hated it. I actually liked it. I appreciate it. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't like it. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, like, it's so damn obvious, right? Like, I caught it straight up. I was like, dude, they're going to change the name from... Because, like, why bring up Southlands at the end, right? Yeah, you're going to change You knew it. they yeah. were just going to turn it into more just... Did they change the font yeah. as well? They changed the font too. Yeah, right? they made it slightly, yeah. yeah.
1: No, but the thing is, like, the, the entire show, there's not a whole lot of, like, here's an area with a name on it. There's a little bit. When you get introduced to in your area, I guess. But, like, mm. I just think it would have be been better if he said it. Like, they could still I show know, the yeah. Scene. That's what
0: I agreed with. I was like, man, it would have been so much better if he actually said it. Yeah. Of like if Adar
1: says Mordor, that would have been cool. Mordor. I like that. Not like hmm. have it be like a meta renaming that occurs. Hmm. I don't know.
2: Well, more means black or dark in, in the universe. So, like, more goth is like Dark ah, Lord. Ah, so, no, what door? Like <clears throat> land? As in, like, I think probably land, probably. Like,
0: as in, like, open the door.
1: Black Door. <laughs> no, I think it's. No, I just wish he said, like, what should we call it? And the idea that he doesn't answer and it just turns to Mordor, I was just like. Yeah, it means Blacklands. Ah. Oh, nice. oh, oh Blacklands. I kind of just mm, wish he said Mordor. And then we'd have been like, cool, okay. Oh, Mordor.
0: Mordor. Yeah. So, I thought the episode was kind of cool. Didn't think it was as good as uh, episode 6. I sort of gave it a rating of about 8, maybe even 7.5. Now after reading the recap. <laughs>
1: nah, I think it like a um, 7. Like, I think it was a required slowdown. But yeah. realistically not a ton happens. Like mm. uh, the, the half foot story is the only is, is the main one that gets that gets progressed here and it's the one I hate the most, so that's gonna hurt it a little bit. Yep. Um and yeah, for sure. the good thing was that Galadriel kind of seems approachable in this episode. So that helps. But I'm giving like this a is true. seven. What are you, thoughts, Arby?
2: I'd say um five again. Five. Wow! Even with um, yeah, if I could say five for this one, I might have to bump the last one up to six to keep the scale <laughs> five, five, six. Um. Well, that should swiftly put us
0: into episode eight. We uh, we're gonna do this episode eight. Let's go! Right? right. I don't know if I can do
1: another hour um in this yeah. night.
0: This is true. I We've want done to. two solid hours, like and two solid hours. Episode six, episode seven. Um, I'm happy to call it here, boys. What you guys want to call it? Yeah. I want to do eight, but I can't do it today, unfortunately.
1: I didn't expect yeah. us to take two hours for the first two. I thought it was going to be like two hours <laughs> for all three, in which case I could have pulled that off.
0: Yeah, we tried. We tried. So much reading in the recap. But however, episode six and episode seven, um, best out of the series so far, as far as we're concerned, because we haven't got up to eight yet. Um, well, the rest of the series has kind of been... Uh, yeah, ugh. I mean,
1: the spoiler alert, I guess, for, for whatever. I don't think eight's actually better than six. Like, 8 you mm. learn a lot but like there's a lot of like dicking around with the rings there's a lot of like just nothing happening for a while
0: the The biggest problem I have with episode 8 I mean I might as well just say it because you said something about episode 8 so I might as well say something as well um, the biggest problem I have with it is that dude <laughs> they 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 crammed they shoved the creation of the rings at the end of the episode yeah and the whole thing is called rings of power and we get it in the last like 15 minutes of the episode all like, right uh yeah that's not great that's not good storytelling yeah one other
2: thing regarding the rings is um <clears throat> the fact that Sauron had to t- um, teach killer i mean killer how to make alloys when he's like the prominent elven blacksmith <laughs> Of like that's the No, that's, that's the thing that, that was disappointing
0: because <laughs> I'm like, dude, Caliburn is supposed to be like the the OG. He's supposed to be the master of yeah. blacksmith. The right?
3: that kind of
1: yeah off of yeah. Guys that, like I know that Sauron meant to like trick him into making rings, and he technically mm. does. But the idea that he gives him like elementary, I don't okay, I don't know anything about blacksmithing. I don't know if it's elementary, but the fact that he gives him like kind of
3: Meditation. basic. <laughs>
1: yeah okay uh, I, the fact that I giving him like sort of basic knowledge kind of pissed me off I thought it was going to be more of like a manipulation rather than a hey this thing that you can't do have you tried this like it sounds very innocent what he actually does to, to mm. trick him
0: yeah yeah It's 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 very kind of innocent and sinister and almost like you know very calculated like he's He's a, he's a little bit sociopathic. It's kind of like, oh. I, I mean, know. he's a good actor, that guy. It just comes across
1: as helpful. Like, I,
0: th- I really thought that it was going
1: to be more sinister. It just comes I across think, as I think
0: I think that's how I felt when I first watched it. But I, I re-watched the episode today, and I was like, oh, man, he, he actually is pretty dodgy. Like, the way he appears in the bedroom, I'm like, you went from being super injured, and now you seem to be okay. And, <laughs> and he's just, like, keeping around the bedroom, and I'm like, huh? Uh, so it's a bit weird yeah he does the and
1: Killer Brimble by saying THE Killer Brimble, and he's like ooh yeah he just kind of knows about me
0: (laughs) and then he has all these like crazy ideas and suggestions straight off the bat I'm like oh that's like super dodgy (laughs) Mm, okay so we're calling it a 775
1: 775
0: 7 oh no what did I say I said 8 8.5 for episode 6 um 7.5 for uh episode 7 yeah nice yeah Arby's yeah. like five, five. No, six, <laughs> five. Oh, six five. Yes, we got one up. Yeah, we got there one you up. Go. Go. We got up. Yeah. All right, boys, we'll, um, we'll call that a night. Thank you. Thank you to Arby for showing up on the podcast, man. I appreciate you being My here. My
3: pleasure.
0: Happy to be here. Yeah, man. We need a resident expert of Tolkien because we just talk shit about it. Oh, yeah,
2: we don't know home, what we're talking about. Uh, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with that title. I'm <laughs> <laughs> is. You're,
0: you're doing um, much better than us, so hey, we'll just call you the, you're
1: the Yeah, exactly. You're the, you're the expert in the room.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, in the sure. room um, and Tony thanks for coming
1: oh always back. great series
0: great series man that's how we're going to title you Tony the Love that, the guy that loves the great series <laughs> um, alright thank you everybody for listening uh, make sure you check out our socials in the show notes um, click the notification button so then you know when the next one drops alright bye everybody